You ready? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake Kerr. Welcome back to another Black Ink podcast. And today I'm joined by the guest of all guests. All right. Everybody, uh, well, not everybody, I've had a lot of people ask for this person to come on the podcast. And obviously, because you've clicked on the podcast and you've seen the title, you know who it is. It is, of course, my now fiance, Larissa Turner Burgess. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Hello. I'm Welcome. so nervous. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Now you know why all of the guests get all weird when they arrive to the house. Yeah, They're know. like, oh, what am I meant to? Where do I put my hands? Yeah, it's scary. Hmm. Don't be scared. It lives on the internet forever. It's not a big cool, deal. Cool, Yeah, no, that's cool. Oh, very fine. good. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I guess um, the main purpose of you're here today is because we got engaged over the weekend. Did we? Um, From memory... I'll have to check the diary. I, I think it was the weekend, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm, very cool. <laughs> no, I wanted you to come to the podcast for a while, but yeah. I think it's – I think also there's like a certain amount of – I don't know why it's important to have like some reason to come on the podcast. I mean, obviously the reason you would come on is because you, you're my girlfriend or fiancé. Yeah. But up until I feel like maybe the past like six months, there hasn't really been enough for us to talk about that people would find valuable. yeah. But I think now we've come to a place where people have a genuine interest in what we've got going on. Mm, which might I, be a bit more exciting for them. I understand. Yeah. I'm super interested in what we're going on. I think what we do is... Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But different. Mm. Well, in a way, it's very traditional. Well, I try and... You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I try and fold back onto, like, traditionally speaking, how would you go about what you're doing when we face particular things that we're facing, whether it's, you know, like making a decision together or whether it's trying to work through a situation that we're involved you know or you know become involved in somehow I always try and go back to like what's the like way you would have solved this problem a hundred years ago as a couple Mm. rather than trying to solve it now because I think a lot of old techniques and strategies are usable now even though the climate and society is completely different yeah you know yeah like I know Nana said years ago she goes uh you know back when we were Back when I first got married, you know, if something broke, you'd pick all up, pick up, pick up all the pieces, and you'd glue it together and you'd fix it. Now mm. people just throw it away and buy new stuff. Yeah, they just give up. Yeah, mm. and I think a lot of times, not that we've had a lot of times where we have to <laughs> fix something, but a lot of times, you know, I pull myself back and I go, "How do you fix this? Don't just throw it away. Like, how do you fix whatever's just happened? Because it's quite mm. easy to have a disagreement or to have a." differing of opinion and just go okay well that's yesterday's problem and now we're worried about today's problem but yeah. I feel like we have a really good way of like getting all the pieces and seeing how they fit back together and going like no yeah. like well, what did you mean what did it why why are you saying this or how do you feel or I'm making it sound like we have fights all the no, time no no <laughs> we don't have fights all the time but I think because you are a really good communicator that it helps the relationship do you mm. know what I mean mm. like you get me to talk yeah. Otherwise, I'll just hold on to things mm. where you get me to talk and that's why it's so healthy and balanced. Yeah. Sometimes, I think usually it's the other way around as well. I think sometimes it's you like... Think so? Yeah, I think... No, not the other way around in our situation. I think oh. with couples, like it's always the female oh, the who girl, wants to talk yeah, and yeah. the guy's like, I don't know what feelings are. Yeah. You know? It might be the opposite. No. I'm the most emotional person ever. <laughs> you are, but it's mm. good. Like I'm emotional too. Mm. I remember... I go whacking that yeah, on the table. Yeah, I know, table. I know. I've got to be gentle. That thing's worth more than, more than my car, all right? Yeah. Speaking about the ring as well. Yeah. 
Very good. I'm engaged, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just always lead with the hand first. Yeah. You, know? you get to be one of those girls in all of your social media posts where oh, you're yeah, like. Yeah, and I'm just like this. I just need the nails done now. You know what that's similar to? That's the guy who's just got a tattoo. Oh, yeah. And like his profile And it's just always like the. He's just like, oh, <laughs> is my tattoo in the, in the picture? <gasps> Whoops. <laughs> so disgusting. Such a turn off. But anyway. Mm, I think the. um. It's like that's where that kind of speaks to what's going on with us anyway because like I feel like we spoke about this at length over the weekend about how cool this was because you weren't anticipating yeah. not you weren't anticipating it to happen like soon you weren't anticipating it to happen at all no no I didn't suspect a thing I just mm. yeah it was so random that was all I said to you on Saturday this is so random because I just you, didn't expect it but like I love it yeah yeah you and all your friends all had the same response. Like, are you joking? Yeah. Like, you? Is this Engaged? <laughs> Jake, the guy with the long hair and tattoos. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my fiance now. So weird. I don't I don't think I've even called you that yet because it's just like that's such a random. I know. I can't even spell it. I, yeah. I would have no idea either. Mm. It's exciting though. But the cool part about it was we started from a place, and I think this is kind of what's so interesting is that when we first started – I just want to say like communicating, mm-hmm. like I want to say seeing each other or dating because it really wasn't, I mean, we still haven't had the conversation of like, Mate. are you my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend Mate. or whatever. That's Everything's right. just been like, <laughs> let's just let's just hang out. Mm. Let's just keep hanging out. And if you wake up one day and you don't want to hang out with me, let me know. And even if it's, you know, 10 years down the track and I really want to keep hanging out with you, you don't want to hang out with me, mm. I'm giving you the freedom to do what you want to do every day, and in return, I want the same thing. Yeah. And through that, through the freedom of choice, well, the reason that I asked you to marry me is because I've come to a point where I've gone, I choose you. Yeah. Out of out of the choice of everything, I choose you. Yeah. And I've had that because I've had the freedom to choose everything because there, mm. there's something so weird about, you know, it's like when you t- say to a kid like, you know, you're only allowed this toy, and all of a sudden this toy isn't as cool as what it was before I told you you could only play with that toy. Now, every other toy seems really exciting and like, oh, but I want that one and I want that one. Yeah. But then when you take a kid to a toy shop and say you can have any of them, they end up choosing that first one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and obviously very loose analogy there and you could poke yeah, He's talking about it. women, by the way. Yeah. Other bitches. Other women. <laughs> Heavy W. <laughs> but I think that whole... Like, you know, we started off by saying, you know, like marriage is silly Mm. and it's kind of like just this tradition that people like to go through because their parents did it and their parents did it and their parents did it. And it's one of those things, it's kind of like, you know, find a partner, settle down, buy a house, get married, have a kid, retire, die. Mm. You know, it's like part of that process and I feel like I was very strong with you at the start and saying what I didn't want. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want this like, you're my boyfriend and we're going to buy a house, and we're going to mm. get married, and this is the rock that I want on my finger, and yeah. I want to live on a, on, a, on this street in this <laughs> suburb. There was none of that. And I just didn't care. I didn't, like, I didn't envision myself ever getting married because just never had any good examples of marriage in my life, so mm. it's not of interest, you know? So I was all good with it starting off like that. I think that's most of our generation. Yeah. Like, I'm from a – I mean, my parents uh, got divorced when I was 18 or 17, so, you know, then growing up as an adult, like I met you when I was 27. 
No, 26. 26? Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's a good like nine, eight or nine years of like having time to reflect like my parents are divorced, my parents got divorced and then you find out a bit later, it's like they kind of kept everything working for the sake of my childhood so that my memories could be of having parents that are together and love each other and we're a family unit, you know, which I think is important. And I think I kind of like rebelled against that a little bit. It's like, well, if that's what marriage is, like I don't want marriage. Yeah. You know, if yeah. it's just a big faking game, like that's not what I want. But mm. then, you know, unfortunately you see like, well, 95% of my, my mates, their parents are divorced. Yeah. You know, the most of the people that you meet, it's like they're children of broken families or they're part of a broken family. And, mm. you know, now I'm 31 and I've got friends that have got married and divorced and had kids and yeah. left their partner and, you know, that's it just crazy. seems like – this turnover of relationships is like such a common thing to expect. Like, oh, you know, yeah, she was, I don't know, she's starting to get a bit lippy, so I got rid of her, you know. It's like, bro, what's... what's You're not going to do that with me, are you? Well, you don't get lippy, <laughs> you know. But no, it's definitely a... So I think having that sort of foundation of like, you know what, let's just hang out. Yeah. Let's just hang out. And then even when we moved in together, it was like, yeah, now we're hanging out in the same house. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like our relationship is like we've had all little different phases. You know, we've had like the honeymoon phase of like it's new, it's exciting, it's a new person and we like hung out like a lot. Mm. Well, no, you went to Colombia for a month mm. during this time and then we moved into a house and I don't want to be rude but that was probably the worst part of our relationship in my eyes because we didn't know how to connect. We are both working. Yeah. We didn't spend much time together. And then we moved into the caravan and that's when it all just... Solidified. Yeah, it all clicked. We got to know each other a lot more, mm. how we both lived, and it just, yeah, it's been a dream since then. Yeah, I think actually, yeah, well, it's been a dream in that, like, the outcome seems to be looking pretty good. Yeah. It's been a test mm. because we've had to face so many different, like, different types of problem together. Yeah. You know? And I think um, if we start like, you know, that honeymoon period was really nice as honeymoon periods are. Mm. And I think in general, when you talk about a relationship, people forget that you have that honeymoon period and you and like you really fall in lust for each other. Because I believe like the falling in love idea is actually something that happens so gradually. You kind of just one day you wake up and you realize like, oh, I'm like, they're not my ride or die. I'm their ride or die. Mm. Like every plan I make is with this person. Every time something happens, I think about telling them. Every time I'm affected by something, I really need this person to help me. If that person is consistent, then you start to go like, well, what is love? To me, that is love, you know? And I think with relationships, they have the honeymoon period and they do all the things. They take time off work to spend with each yeah. other. And like I remember the first night like I met you <gasps> on the changeover between days and nights when I was a truck driver and I took off, I think, those two night shifts, the next two night shifts so that we yeah. could keep on hanging out. And you took off the next day from work and we were just, you know, you just meet, you're so excited. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, the, nice. It's beautiful. But what people forget is like they get six months into a relationship and they're like, what happened? Yeah. Well, you went back to work. You had you got back to normal life, you know. You fell out of that lust period. You're still attracted to each other physically and hopefully emotionally and spiritually and you're finding like – uh, what's the word, like almost harmony and being with that person. And that's what's exciting. And that's why you do stay together, you know, after three months and four months and eight months and you get to that year stage. 
But I think a lot of people like look, that's when they start to look around. They're like, you know, I'm looking for that high again. Yeah, I'm looking they're looking for at that. all the other options, you know. Mm, and they're yeah. going like, oh, I could honeymoon period. Like they don't think consciously this. I think subconsciously they're going, I could honeymoon period with that person or yeah. that person or that person. And I think that what we experienced when we moved into that, well, we didn't move into a house together. You moved into a different house with a housemate and I was kind of. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we actually moved into a house together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that perfectly encapsulates what I'm talking about anyway. Mm. Like I went to working as a, well, I was still working as a truck driver, but I went yeah. to working for a subby. So I was realistically working more, earning less, mm. you know, and at the same time, like this same person that is now comfortable having 400 projects on the go at once in my business and just like really kept alive by how much everyone needs me and all these different reasons. That same person was a truck driver in a cab for 12 hours at a time looking for a a reason to exist outside of delivering dirt somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it's like one side of me was falling apart in my job because I realized there was more to life than this. And then all that, love and like stored up energy I had for you by the time I came home it didn't matter because you work 12 hours you're stuffed you know doing day shifts and night shifts and it's like you go back to exactly what I'm talking about you go back to normal life Mm. and then all of a sudden you you not even no fault of your own but you look around you know and what moving into a caravan did was it forced us into each other's back pockets yeah and it forced us to communicate Mm. and there were plenty of times where it's just like oh my fucking god like Mm. You are so fucking annoying. But we moved on from that and we, like, grew from that. Mm. And it was fantastic. I can move into a caravan again, but I know I'd fucking hate it. Yeah, but we didn't just move into a caravan. We moved into, like, a 30-year-old caravan that had no, like, it literally had, like, you imagine the bare essentials of a caravan. It's essentially a trailer with, like, I mean, there was no water pumped into it. No. So we had a water storage thing, and then we had like a hand pump that would pump the water. Oh God, I haven't thought about that hand pump in a while. The water went into the sink, which then went to the ground. Yeah. You know, we had no heating outside of, like no heating. It had an aircon in the back that we can confidently say didn't do that much. No. You know, it was a 30-year-old caravan that had next to no insulation. It had, you know, like bits and It had a constant amount of effort needed. You know, by the time you would, like, cleaned up that bit of mould over there, you'd have a hole starting to appear over here. So you patch it up and then the door wouldn't close properly and then yeah. the flywire would fall off and then, Look, know, it's fucking raining. Oh, my God, are we going to blow away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Everything. so stressful. Take down the awning. Put the mm. awning up. Oh, awning's broken. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Taking horrible. down the awning, like, the, the, the truth about living in a caravan is it's a full-time job mm. that requires you to live in each other's back pocket that every single normal task you do, going to the toilet, because we had no bathroom in there, going to the toilet, doing your dishes, cooking, everything was an ordeal. You can, I mean, we had a small, we had a fridge that's literally a fifth, maybe a sixth of the size of the one we have now. So you can only hold enough food. For like a couple days. For a couple days. Yeah. And the weird part about this was that that whole adventure, I've told the story a bunch of times on the podcast, but I'll debrief it. You know, we saved up money. We said we we're going to go do something. We didn't know what it was. We just needed to get out of that normal kind of rat race. That's right. And I saved up 20 grand. I think you saved up 10. 10 grand. So we had 30 grand between us. We had the tow vehicle, got rid of all of our stuff. We had the caravan. We didn't have Louie at that point. She was on the no, on the cards. That's right. Um, 
But yeah, we just like in a super powerful position. I actually thought, you know, twenty, you know, twenty something, and got money in a, you know, just a, a head, you know, a head full of um, excitement. You know what I mean? Like we could point in any direction and we'd make it work. The day we're meant to leave, the COVID lockdowns come into place. Yeah, sold everything, got out of our rental. Mm. Yeah, fucking COVID. And back then you don't know like what it's about to turn into. No. We're just like, oh, we'll see what we can do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the back of my mind is like, am I planning for the end of the world here? And Yeah, oh, God. It, you know, we really went into – and this is the thing, like, like everyone, you go into overdrive thinking about like what's going to happen. But the point is we had like literally each other, the caravan, some money – and like a general goal to just not be normal for a while. And to also just get out of Bunbury. That yeah. was the main goal, get mm. out of Bunbury. Yeah. And we made it to Mandra. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up being... We, the only place we went, Mandra. Yeah. But that was incredible. It was as far as we could get because yeah. you couldn't travel. Like you couldn't travel, travel. You couldn't go town to town to town because the state was on lockdown we didn't want to be too far away from family just in case something happens. I was like, we're starting to think like, look, if we can live in Leshenault, that's fine. Yeah. As long as we're not in town, we're not doing this, you know, just like give me some time to just, I remember at the time I just wanted to like smoke weed and hang out. That's what I really wanted to do. And um, yeah, I made it as far as Mandra mm-hmm. and we were uh, groundskeeping five acre block that backed onto the Serpentine River. Yeah. It's beautiful. Was amazing. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's literally if there wasn't any mozzies, that was heaven. Yes. Yeah, no, that was so nice there. Mm. But we we're in a position of, uh, you know, living in a caravan that was that old, and as as nice as the landscape is, you have to like respect the fact that we were living on top of each other with all the elements that I was talking about just before, and for the first time. Because, like, living together is one thing. Living together is cool. Like, oh, you know, we lived together for a year. It's all good, right, right. Yeah, you got, like, fucking five rooms in the house. You can have a disagreement and go to the next room and be on your be on your phone or whatever, and it's all good. In a caravan. You've got nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> nowhere. And especially when the elements aren't on your side. Like, oh. if it's not sunrise or sunset, it's like, no, you're going to sit here. Yeah. In this room and figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> What do you think was – what's the part of that whole experience that stands out to you the most as, you know, significant? Oh, shit. I'm not very good at thinking things off the top of my head. Um, really? No. No. Like, give me – give me, like – I was expecting you to be like, remember that one time I made that carbonara? Carbonara? <laughs> I never made what, carbonara. No, I just mean in general. Like, it would oh. be a specific meal that you oh, made. Oh, yeah, one like <laughs> one time I made you – this cheesecake for your birthday. Oh, shit. Cheesecake for your birthday. That was amazing. Mm. In a caravan. Mm. Um, yeah, the master of cooking with a 30-year-old caravan oven, eh? And it's ridiculous because I was better at cooking with that stupid little oven yeah. than the oven I've got now. It's literally that the oven was so small. It was like... Oh, it was ridiculous. It's crazy. It was yeah. like the size of a baking tray, yeah. you Jeez, know? um, oh, Jake, I'm, I'm not sure... Not sure. Sorry. I know what mine is. Oh, well, tell me yours. This, and this, inspire me. Oh, this does tie into what we're talking about as well. I remember, so I started selling, oh, oh yeah, I started like realizing that all my money was gone or half of my money was gone. I was like, right, I've either got to start figuring something out or go back to work. And of course, when the mission 
is to experience life without having a job, get away from Bumby, do all this. I'm like, I really want to try and figure something out. I don't want to go back to work, you know? And also when you, like when you're in your twenties and you're hanging out with someone that you love every day, weirdly, you want to keep doing that. Yeah. Like that's really addictive. Mm. You know, when you wake up and like, this is a, I think this is why people find us interesting is because it's like these people that live in the same town as us that are, that are relatable. We see these people at Fitzies. We see these people when we go to festivals in Perth. I'm talking about other people referencing us, by the way. <laughs> but these people that we know, that they get coffee at the same place, we get coffee, and rah, rah, they're having fun. Yeah. You know? And I think people, the, the one commonality that people have is having fun is fun, mm. and you want to do it. And you see other people having fun, and you're not having fun. You know, like we've all been at work seeing someone having fun. You're like, I would rather be doing that than doing this right now. And I think when people see us working, which is having fun. Yes, yeah. They're like, well, hang on. What, what, what? This doesn't make sense, mm. you know? And the thing with living in a caravan was like, we were getting our coffee every morning. We had a little routine, you know, like I was doing bits and pieces to look after the property. We would like, you know, even down to the this and that, like you and me of who's going to wash the dishes and like all these little packing up, that making things, making like little um, like campfires and stuff and I'd cook like yeah. – meat out on open flight like all these things are so fun then i'm like oh well my options are like mining truck driving or figuring it out so i tried figuring it out you did i tried making money on the internet and uh, drop shipping and importing and selling and doing all these crazy things which Mm -hmm. inevitably led to the rebirth of black ink Mm -hmm. and i remember going back to one of the mo- most significant moments, I would say, of it, it is probably the most significant moment of living in a caravan for me. It may be like one of the top 10 most significant moments of my life, what I'm about to say. I already <laughs> well, know it. Stop it. But uh, Black Ink, I had made the decision that Black Ink was now as important as the other business that I had built. Yeah. By this point, we're probably another five months in past me realizing, like, you got to do something or get a job. And I was at zero. Mm. I was at zero. Now, I don't know what, You, the listener, what experience you've had at being at zero, but I have no debt. Everything around me I own, but I'm at zero, which means that the few options that I have are selling stuff to continue, going and getting a job to bring money in, or coming to you and saying, hey, Riz, this is it. This is the moment. I just sat there like, go on. Yeah, go Come on. Come on, say it. What do you want? I'm already writing the yeah, terms yeah. and conditions. <laughs> but I said, you know, like, I believe in me. So far, you've shown that you believe in me. But here's what I want to do. I want to keep pushing in this direction that I'm going. And I think the the projection I gave you is like six months to a year, I'll be making money. Yeah. Give me six months to a year. But I need you to pay for everything. I need you to pay for the shopping. I need you to pay for... Everything, the coffees, the bullshit, the this, the that. I mean, at that point, I mean, up until like two weeks ago, I had four or five registrations and everything. And I didn't, I don't think, you've never paid for a registration or insurance, have you? What, me? Mm. For my cars? For my stuff. Oh, no, I don't think so. No. Mm. no. So I asked you to pay for everything besides my general outgoings. Yeah, it was just like food, all the bits and the pieces. Like, yeah, yeah nothing too crazy. 
Well, see, all the bits and the pieces, I think that's where it was because it's like every time you go out for lunch and you get like a toasty and she yeah. pays for it, you get a toasty. Oh, no, get a drink as well. I'm like, no, no, talk, get a drink. So you get a toasty and a drink. Yeah. That's all good the first 20 times. But when you like, as a as an adult, as a, I don't want to say as a man because I feel like I'm still figuring that out, but you know, as a bloke, we just like time after time after time after time again. You're selling a T-shirt at a time and your missus is paying for the toasties and for the coffees and for the shopping. And, you know, even when you go shopping, you don't even want to admit what you want to get because it's like, I don't want to add another 10 or another 7 or another $8 onto the shop just because I want roll-ups or I want this or I want I would literally have to force you to get stuff Mm. because it's like otherwise you just wouldn't eat. And it's like, no, mate, like get some food for yourself. Mm. Have anything. Mm. There's not a thought in my mind that I'm like, oh. Like getting a drink or he's getting this. It wasn't like that at all. It's just like I'm happy to be here with you and yeah. like supporting you and it's like I know it's not going to be forever mm. and it doesn't scare me to do that. And I was lucky. I like had all my savings. I hadn't really spent much. Mm. So it was like I had a bit of money there to just help. And it's like, yeah, well, we're a team. Yeah. Yeah. And then little did you know it would take like two years to start making money. Yeah. And even then, like, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, actually, because, like, from there, you know, if we go through kind of the steps, it was wild. Like, we had a bit of a – we had a couple situations where, like, it probably makes more sense to move back to Bunbury now. Yeah. Um, we ended up moving in at the back of Dad's place again, mm-hmm. which, oh, that all ended when I got, like, horribly sick and realised oh. that the traverse to – was it you and me or – Yeah, no, we both got food poisoning. mm and realised that the 500 metre walk between oh, the van and the toilet was look, too far. And one of us, I don't want to say who, had an accident. Wasn't me. In the night. Didn't, didn't do it. I don't know. I don't think. I remember clearly. <laughs> if I shit myself, I'd remember that. Oh. Did I do? <laughs> Wait, no. is, there, is there a um, what well, are, yeah, yeah. on here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that happened. And then you had to, one of us. Not saying who had to walk up to the house. Mm. Couldn't have a shower because, of course, your dad's sleeping in the room next to the shower. So it's just like, oh, we can't live like this anymore. Yeah. In the middle of the rental crisis as well. And, yeah, in the middle of winter as well. So it was rainy, windy. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, like play it forward. Mm. We end up getting this beautiful place, which we're so lucky to get. Like literally a lot of the success that we and Black Ink have experienced is because of this place. We're forever grateful. Um, and, yeah, got this, then sold the caravan, then bought a screen printer, then bought a vinyl cutter and printer, and then... A lot of things have happened. Holy shit. So keep much, going, keep yeah, going. So much. What else, then, what else? Well, even, like, it's all the little things in between as well. Like, you don't realise, like, you know, the purchases are one thing, but then there's the, the like, times where we were, some, we were doing something in Perth. We're at a hotel mm. and where i remember the morning it happened and i was so hungover i like couldn't look outside and i'm like look we're like in a in a high room and i've looked over the balcony i'm like hectic they look like clothes racks oh yeah, yeah. i forgot about that and we're waiting for our uber eats to show up yeah and you're like oh the uber eats is here can you go down and and i was like yeah all right so i've like put my shorts on mm. put my glasses on i remember no shoes no shirt i've gone down there and i'm like looking at these racks and i'm like oh my god these are nuts and the Uber Eats guy shows up. I'm like, i got to deal with this guy now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've like grabbed that. And I'm like run upstairs, giving you the food, got my keys and ran back down. And these racks are too big to do anything with my car. And I had a, a Ranger at the time. Mm. And I ended up having to strap them to the roof racks. 
crisscross oh. like this way, that way, and the feet hanging out further than the width of the car and all this. And you think like, you think, oh, yeah, cool, cool, very cool story. But you got to remember, like, when we go to Perth and we party, we get a hotel room for three days. Yeah. So you have two days after the thing to just like, Recover. no, no light, just food, just TV, just having a shower six times a day, just leave me alone. And this is like the morning after we've gone partying and it's like, it's all very well and good to say, like, oh, you know, I'm down there picking all this stuff up. Riz is the one who's sitting in the bed watching this food go cold while I'm down there trying to put fucking clothing racks on the top of my yeah. car so I can take them home. And it's like every little thing like that, seeing something on the side of the road, stopping what we're doing, turning around, going back because it feeds the business. Yeah. You know, like in all the times when, you know, like, hey, Riz, here's this thing over here that I want to get for the business. And it doesn't directly help me right now, but it's only $400 or whatever it is, but I think it's a good move. And, you know, like just having you going like, well, if you believe in it, I believe in it. Yeah. You know, you know, and like, I think also having that sensible, that sensibility there as well to go like, well, I've heard what you've said. I don't think this is a good idea Mm. or maybe this is a good idea, but I don't understand. Just like that voice of reason in the background. That's just like, Hey, I know you get really excited. But what are you getting excited about right now, mm. you know? Now it's got to a point that I just get home from work or from hanging out with friends and there's just like a new bit of gear here and he's like, surprise! Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know um, in the kind of, uh, what do you call it, in the more recent history, this is probably in the past 12 months, probably 12 months ago now, mm. I like went to Perth for the day and I called you up. I'm like, oh, I got, I got a present for you. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're going to... Radio, out me. Go you're on. getting all like stoked. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yes. just like, oh, my God, you bought a present for me. Like, for me, that is so yeah, yeah. exciting. Because, you know, you've gone a couple of Christmases before this one just passed of getting, like, you know, a bag of jelly beans and a nice card for Christmas because I couldn't afford anything. Yeah, look, I don't expect anything. I've never been a person to expect anything. Mm. So it doesn't bother me. But it was like, finally. Something mm. for me. Something oh my god, he thought of me. He went yeah. up to Perth and got me something. Yeah. And then tell them what you got me. Well, I got a, an application mm. tape roller, oh, which for fuck's sake. basically is like a set of rollers. Actually, it's. No, don't even get it out. This is what I got you. Yeah. So if you're on the video, it's basically you put your, your vinyl or your application tape on this, and it means it, it just feeds out and you can, you can put the application tape on no problem. And the reason why that's cool is because Riz was struggling with the application tape the day before. So I thought, oh, she's working. Well, she's starting to do the crossover to work for me now. And this can be her thing because she's going to do all the the application tape applying. Yeah, look, I absolutely cracked it when I fucking opened that box up. Sorry, Mm. I swear so much, by the way. I don't really care, though. The ratio is nuts. It's like one to every 15. What? I've only, Words. I've only sworn once. And really? You've, you've sworn like. I don't mean to. It's, it's all just good. how I, don't I think express of you. myself. The audience will think differently. Of I you, don't though. care what. Well, I do. I do. My audience, but like, there's carefully. some people oh, don't really care. Don't. Um, don't even look at me. Anyway, open that box up. Crack the shits. Crack the shits. I couldn't, like, I will be appreciative of anything and everything, but that Except. bit of gear, just, I don't know. I don't know. Really pissed me off. Because mm. that's not for me. That is for the business. Mm. And you said, you're like, I've got something for you. Mm. So when we go to Officeworks and you're like, oh, I want a pair of scissors just for me. And I go, well, the business actually already has five pairs of scissors. So no. And then you're like, oh, but these are pink. 
you know, I would never do that. You've That's, done that oh, recently. I knew, as soon as I said that. <laughs> no, but like, oh, I don't know. I really just, I was just sad. Mm. I was very sad. But I, we've discussed it. We've discussed it and I was right. So that's good. That's part of the communication we're talking about. You were about. not right, what mate. Do you, mean? you were not right. Hey. We, we, we've talked about it. Now, if you ever buy something for me, mm. it's got to be for me. But if it's for me and the business, you've got to let me know. No, you what, cannot egg see, me on. See, what I do now is like, I got a present for the business, but you get to open it. Yeah, do that. That's yeah. like, like Louis. That's perfect. If that's I get perfect. you a that's gift exciting. and it's gift wrapped and Louis gets to open it, she doesn't care about what's in there. She just wants to take the wrapping paper off, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Good times, brother. It was, yeah. Bomber club. But what do we do? We communicated. Yeah, we communicated. Yeah. We found it out was who a was learning right. moment. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not about who was right. It's about, you know, discussing, getting on each other's team again. Yeah. I think that that's probably one of the um, most reoccurring mantras between us is like, I'm on your team. Yeah. You know, because the biggest thing. Oh, and it pisses me off sometimes. I just hear, I'm on your team. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, he is too. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, you know, I feel like it's such commonplace for people to go like, oh, yeah. Just little things, you know, like people picking on their partners. Yeah. You, I think you especially see like baby boomers do it where they're like, you know, like, oh, he's, he's bloody you know, can't help himself, rah, rah, rah. It's like, are you used to into each other? Mm. Like, do you, are you, like, are you on the same team? And I feel like the biggest thing for me especially is like, you know, obviously my history in skating and and even with the jobs that I've had, they've all been very solo, like solo endeavours. You know, like yeah. as a truck driver, you're not on anyone's team. You're by yourself and you're demons for 12 hours at a time. And like with skating, like, sure, you're on like, the team, but at the end of the day, like, the team didn't win. I did. Yeah. You know? So, for me, like, I, I probably say it as much to remind you as I do to remind me, and the point is, like, don't forget, like, the reason that we're angry right now for whatever the reason is or, you know, and again, I'm making it sound like we fight a lot, but in yeah, the moments we- <laughs> where we do fight and we are angry and there is some sort of disagreement or dispute, it's like, this is important because I want to do everything with you forever. Yeah. And whatever we're upset about right now, I don't want that to be important in 10 minutes, 10 years, whatever, mm. you know? And it's like, this is because we're on the same team. I don't fuck with anyone else. I fuck with you. Oh, I know. So where were we? Caravan. Oh, yeah. Moved into the house. All the trials and tribulations of, uh, and like a lot of it is based around like what we've experienced in the past, like, We've been in this house for two years, I think. About, yeah. Yep, no, it must be two years. So in the past two years, it literally has just been about the growth phase of Black Ink. I feel like, you know, obviously there's a lot of other stuff going on. We've got friends going through a lot of things. We've got, obviously, you know, you personally, you're going through your life. You know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of stuff kind of gravitates around this thing that is Black Ink, you know? And... The goal, I feel like what's really important somewhere along moving into this house and like starting to see any sort of success. And success isn't like making money or whatever. Success is just like having three customers at a time that all believe that you can do the job that they ask you to do. It's like, wow, last month we only had two. And this month we've got three. And next month I'm going to go for five, you know. And when I started to like see that, I'm like, okay, cool. This thing has legs because, you know, you can you can attest to the fact that I was living 
hand to mouth, dollar to dollar. Oh god, yeah. Like literally, I mean, those vans got a workout. Yeah, well, that's p- perfect indication. I've had yeah. since I started blacking back up again. I'm on my third pair of vans. Yeah. Because I just couldn't afford to buy new shoes. Yeah. So I'd wear them until they had holes and they were falling apart. Any clothes that I got, I either made myself or I got from the op shop. Mm. I mean, you was you were you went back to working essentially part time, you know, almost full time. I and think making, it was full time first, and then mm. now I just do a couple shifts a week. And yeah, I mean, for the for the longest time, that was because you were supplementing the money that I wasn't bringing into the household. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where it's like, cool, I can kind of pay for myself now. I can pay for rent. I can, pay, and you know. It wasn't just Riz as well. Like I was leaning on everyone. I've had friends pay for rent. I've had mum send me money for shopping. I've like literally mum, dad, friends, people who aren't friends. Like I've done so much to keep this afloat. But then I get to a point where I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is actually something. And then when it is something, what's it for? Mm. You know, it's easy to go, I want to make heaps of money. What for? Because if you don't know what for, it's really hard to show up every day when no one's forcing you to do it. Yeah. No one's forcing you to set the alarm early to get up to do the workout, to pray, to do all the stuff. Like, what is it for? Yeah, and we see a lot of people in our lives, especially the businessmen in our lives, mm. they don't have anything that they do it for and mm. they just get lost in it. Yeah. And now they just can't stop. And at the end of the day, they get into their bed and it's like, what is it even for? Yeah, what are you doing? You know? Mm. Yeah. But I Sorry. think the what for, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm doing 80% of the talking, so feel free to oh, yeah, talk over me. You do this all the time, Brother. so this is how Brother. it usually is. Oh, <laughs> yuck. Right. They love it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that what for for me, and, again, this is important because we started from no kids, no marriage, just freeballing it until we figure it out. Mm. And then I, like, start to see my friends have kids. And then I, like, start to think about, like, I don't plan on doing anything with anyone else. And just this business alone, I plan on growing it to get more time with Riz, to get my honeymoon back, my honeymoon period back, so that we can spend time together, Mm. so that we can enjoy shit, so we can go and have coffee in the morning. Yeah. You know, we can go for a drive. You know, and obviously the addition of Louis, which if you don't know is our dog. Yeah. Having our lives. Louis has been with me. Every single day that she's been here, she's been with me. Unless I've been literally outside of the state, she's been with me every day. Yeah. And there's something where it's like, well, Louis here. Why can't Riz be here? You know, because as far as I'm concerned, like if I had, if it's us three and I get to speak to my mom and my dad at least like half a dozen times in a week, we've made it. I contact everyone who's close to me and the people who are really close to me. I get to see and be with them every day. And that feeling that we had when we were living in the caravan, I get that back. Mm. And I know that that's possible because we would get it in fleeting moments. Yeah. You know, you get three days at a time together and you're like, I've just had so much fun. I've got work done the past three days, but I've had so much fun because I'm hanging out with you. Yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice. It's so nice, yeah. And then you start to go, okay, cool. Now it makes sense. If I were to have a son or a daughter, what does that look like? You go, well, I want to have time. And what do, what do we need if we're going to have time? Need money. All right. How much money do we need? All right. How do we make that money? All right. We've got this vehicle that we're working on that it can actually generate time and money for us. And then on top of that, if I can bring you into that vehicle, then we're working together, making the money, creating the time. And on top of that, we're building lifestyle. We're building these, these habits these traditions, these things that we do, all these things that you miss out on if you're working 8 to 12 hours a day somewhere else, you know? Mm. 
if one or two of the people in a relationship are just walking out the door, getting in their car and going to some job where they give all their bandwidth to some person or to some company where they're making someone else money and they get to go home with their $700 a week, it's like, what for though? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there came a point where I was like, oh man, this is for us. And then all of a sudden, community is important because you're like, well, we need to exist in a place. Yeah. And as much as like us being together is enough, well, wouldn't you want to be us in heaven? You know, what does mm. heaven look like? Well, heaven looks like, you know, knowing the neighbours. Heaven looks like being in a spot of bother and having someone to call and they answer. Yeah. Heaven looks like belonging somewhere. Yeah. You know, like we went through the drive-thru this morning and the girls at the drive-thru are like, congratulations, like we, we don't stalk you on Instagram, but congratulations. And it's like, it feels good. Yeah, it was so nice. It you was know? so, so nice. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I think along the lines there, like as this all grows, and I'm like the cool thing about being in business, and I, I'm speaking to this from my experience, obviously, but it's not the business that grows. You grow and you pull the business along with you. You know, and through that, it's like through this, you know, going back to like, well, why do we, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? What's the chief direct goal here? And then when you start to scratch away, you realize like, oh, it's actually so that I can fulfill my role as a human, procreate, and I can be there for that child. I can teach them. I can protect them. I can do everything that a, that a man and a father is meant to do in the world. And unfortunately, even though the current society we live in doesn't allow for that as easy as what it used to, I can still carve out a, a path in my life. Even if it doesn't work, I can try my hardest to carve out a path where that's possible. And in my mind, that path involves mum being there too. Yeah. You being mum, not my mum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that yeah. involves you being there as well, you know. Mm. Such is a decision to get you involved in the business and to give you responsibility and working towards having you working full time and being able to generate enough money in the business that that is a possibility. And uh, now we're at a place where it's like quite obviously our trajectory and everything's moving in that direction and now obviously making not heaps of money but making enough money to like justify that the business actually has legs to stand on. And then I guess we're like at the point now where how it all happened, aren't we? I guess we are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it only took us 40 minutes so far. But oh, let's, really? Let's talk about it. So, oh, shit. Come on. Tell your Go story. On. Here he goes. Here he goes. I can look good here. Get on with it. So, radio. I tried to tell you the story, and you didn't. Um, and you cut cut it off the one time I tried to tell you. So I'll I'll tell the full story. Okay. So you get to hear it for the first time too. Okay. <laughs> so I'm on that medicinal shit, brother. Right. I'm on that mm. that medicated herbal relief but I medicated a little bit too hard one particular night, right? And I'm sitting there <clears throat> medicated as fuck watching 90 Day Fiancé. And, of course, if you don't know what 90 Day Fiancé, the whole premise of the show is that there is a thing called a K-1 visa in the United States. This K-1 visa allows you to become a resident, thus getting a green card for America if you get married within 90 days of entering the country. So if someone goes on holiday and falls in love and wants that person to come live with them in America, they have to get married within 90 days of arriving into America. Or perhaps, say, if somebody builds and develops a relationship over Messenger, then they go and meet that person in, say, Kenya or Russia or China or whatever you want and then bring them back to the United States, they have to get married in 90 days. 
So you can imagine there's this this show follows the stories of about six to eight couples per season, multiple seasons. Highly recommend you go and watch it. It's absolutely insane entertainment because yeah. it literally shows people going through what might be the most delicate part of their lives and it's publicized for people to watch, which means there's a few things involved. They know they're being recorded, yeah. so they're putting on a bit of drama, right? And there are people that are quite obviously like dramatizing the hell out of it. There's also people who are quite obviously just trying to get a green card and move to the move to the states because it's a much better life from where they're from from where they're from, obviously. And there's also people who are living such raw, uneducated lives. <laughs> I know it's rough to say, but it's like literally like if someone came to you and said, oh, you know, you're in this situation where you fall in love on Facebook or maybe you've applied to the show and you're like, I want to be on the show. Like, who are you? What sort yeah. of life are you living where you want to publicize that part of your life? Yeah. You know, like if it's, it's not the same, but if someone came to us and said, hey, we want to document from now until when you get married and six weeks afterwards, you'd be like, no. No. Yeah, no way. No way. And I feel like we've got something to talk about. Now, these guys... The, the, I mean, there's a few couples that come to mind straight away. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, like you think about what sort of people they are and it's like, oh, you were waiting for a show in general. You think you are the main character of the world. You mm. think that like – and the problem is they go on these shows and then other idiots follow them on Instagram and, and say like, you know, whatever they, whatever they say, which boosts up that ego again, which then kind of encourages stupidity and ignorance, which is nuts. So I'm watching this show, Medicated. So medicated. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is ridiculous. Like, the whole thing of what, what marriage is about, the ceremony, the, the tradition, the agreement that you are adhering to under the government and God is just not transcending with what these people are going through. They're not really paying attention to what's important. And when they grab these key words to do with marriage and like they're saying this, you know, like, because I want to marry, I want to do right, right. It's like, I, I, I think they're replicating something they've seen on a rom-com. Mm. I think that they're just trying to say the thing that makes them sound like they are as deep into the thing as they are. You know what I mean? Like, no, I do love you and right, right, and all this. And I'm like, try living in a caravan with someone. Oh, yeah. Try starting a business that has no guarantee and asking someone to rely on you. You know what I mean? Like, try starting from a place where marriage isn't the goal. Try, try really test it before you get to a point. And I was like, oh, we should get married. If not for anything else, the ceremony that we get to just let everyone know on one day, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but I'm saying that this, this particular thought first kicked me off that place of being like, why would I get married? is because I feel like you I feel for you a particular way that if I got the opportunity to tell everyone all at once with a special day with your family and my family and our friends around us and the whole purpose of that day is just to celebrate our love it's worth it just for that. Mm. Just Isn't for that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and from there I start to go like you start snowballing this stuff and I'm like well if that's the case what does it look like? Would she be receptive to that? Because obviously we've spoken so much about it, that not being the case. Mm -hmm. How, when, we're hectic, you know? Yeah. 
Now, as it turns out, I was luckily already involved with Madeline from Madeline's Jewelry by Design. She's down across the road from the Rose, just off Victoria Street there. And I was getting a ring made, a black ink ring made, uh, so that I could sell it at the winter spring release event. And I've gone in there talking to her about that the next day. And I've actually gone in there. I'm like, hey, like, yeah, all this stuff about the black ink ring, very cool. I've got another project, you know, because me, I call that a project when I'm yeah. deciding to ask you to marry me. I'm like, yeah, here's a new cool project for me, you know. Let me do some research. I said, you know, I've got this new thing that I need to educate myself on and figure out, and it is uh, I'm going to ask Larissa to marry me. And Madeline's eyes just light up like, how exciting. This is great, you know. Obviously, because she's in the she's in the realm of people who do that, you know, so she understands how important it is. And I think one thing that I've learned re- recently is I didn't know how important it was. Yeah, no. You know, no. like obviously to come to that point for me to make that decision is super important to me, but I didn't really realise how much it resonated with people in general. Yeah, I'd agree because I feel like so many people around, around me, their reaction, it's just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't realise it was like so important and like mm. meant so much. Getting pregnant, I feel like it's like, whoa, you know, that is super important. Yeah. Isn't it funny how, like, getting pregnant feels like when someone says they're pregnant, you're like, hectic, wow, 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 you know? But getting pregnant is literally just not pulling out. Yeah. Getting engaged is like, you've got to get a ring, you've got to get down on one knee, you've got to, like, if you go through all the steps, like, there's actually heaps more to getting engaged, and it's such a decision Whereas getting pregnant can be an accident. Yeah. You know, you can't accidentally get engaged. There's probably a couple of people that have accidentally gone engaged, but I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. But. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, all right, cool. Go do some research. Go tell me, you know, like what sort of, are we going to build a ring? Are we going to pick a ring? How do you want to go about this? Figure out a budget. This, that, and the other. And I went into it. Don't forget, this is in the, I wouldn't, this is, this is not the peak of not having money, but this is in the peak of not knowing where the next bit of money is going to come from in that I believed, I've always believed that my ability to make money and to generate money is sound. Mm. I don't have to question that. And it's that faith that I use to lean on tomorrow. So I go, I don't have money today. But tomorrow I will have money. Yeah. And I'm always like that. I've always been like that. I've actually always been that like that with my whole life. Yeah. And I think when I went in there, the next time after I did a bit of research, I learned about the shape of diamonds and like, you know, you can different colours and I don't know, I don't even remember that much. But I just remember I knew like basically I was like, right, here's how they kind of what they can be, here's how they're set, and then the rest is just like a ring. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the ring itself and like cool, cool, cool. So I've gone in there, I'm like, right, I know she doesn't wear gold. Um, I know that I want a very timeless classic ring. I want, some, I want a round ring, because uh, sorry, a round diamond, because a round diamond is, is classic, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not, trying to, it's not trying to be something that it's not sort of thing. Um, and also like, not that I have a budget, but I just want the ring that feels right. I don't really have a budget, mm. you know? Knowing full well that I, no matter what I bought, unless it was a fucking <laughs> onion ring, I couldn't afford it, you know? So... We're going through this and that. We're looking at stones. We're, we're looking at this. We're lo- and I was like, what's, what's that? And there was a bit more to this, but for the sake of the podcast, I'll cut it down. I'm like, what's that one? Mm. And she goes, oh, well, that's a platinum ring. I was like, what's platinum? She goes, it's the duck's nuts. What do you want me to say? Again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She said something technical Different. about it. Yeah. And I was like, I really like that. And when I looked at it and I could, if you hold it up, you can actually see through it and you can see the bottom of the diamond. So every know, part of... 
Yeah, you can kind of see there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So the diamond is suspended by four, like, kind of. (laughs) That's nice. The diamond is suspended by, like, four little arms that come up and grab it, which allow you to look through the side and see the point of the diamond. So if you imagine a diamond in your mind, this is exactly what it looks like, this particular diamond. I was like, that's the one. That's the one that I want. And she goes, very cool. It's this much. And I'm like, holy shit, do you take lay-by? You know? Now, a testament to, to Maddie's belief in me, I guess. She's like, yeah, yeah, look, the lay-by terms are, I think they're six weeks or something. And I'm like, very cool. What if I'm making regular payments? She's like, look, I know you. It's all good. Do the thing. So I was so like. Nice. So, so nice. So nice. So nice. Thank you very much. I took yeah. six months to pay it off. <laughs> <laughs> Literally six months. Wow. So that was the week before the end of the financial year. Um, So, you know, that's like May, May, was it May or June, whatever it was. But basically it was like six months and seven days from then to proposing. Crazy. And I would go in and make a payment here and a payment there. And I'm always, I'm so sorry this is taking so long. She's like, it's all good. The ring's not going anywhere. You're fine. Rah, rah, rah. I mean, I'm not saying that you should ask Maddie to do a six-month lay-by if you're looking to buy a ring yourself. I'm just going over and above thanking Maddie for what she allowed me to do. Because obviously, like, I'm in a very interesting position with a business. I think that maybe she even saw, you know, business owner to business owner, like, I get it. Yeah. I get it, you know. Like at the same time, you're trying to afford growing your business. You're trying to afford living. You're trying to afford being a partner. You're doing all these things. And on top of that, you're also trying to afford thousands of dollars for this thing that mm. isn't a necessity, but is a necessity in a way that I want to make this. I've made this decision. I want to do this thing. So it isn't now a necessity. So we got right up to just before Christmas. And uh, it's funny, actually, because I, I feel like this has been happening in the business. I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. So I'll talk about it real quick. We've got the tables that we're sitting at right now, mm. which immediately changed everything. It was a really cool scenario how I ended up with these two tables. They're like, oh, I've got four and a half meters of bench space to work with now. They're a meter elevated off the ground. One of them has storage underneath, and it just completely changed our workflow. It's like $600 worth of tables that added thousands of dollars worth of efficiency and workflow to our structure. Yeah. Feels like a real uh, workshop now, yeah. doesn't it? Real workshop slash studio. Yeah, studio. That's the word I'm looking for. Allowed me to get rid of all the other crappy tables at different heights, different sizes. Now we just have a uniform long table that works. And I'm standing at the end of this table after all the dust settles and I'm crying because of how happy I was Aww. that these tables made such a difference. And then I was like, oh, I'm so dialed into my business that I just need to get rid of everything that has nothing to do with my business and just focus on this. Because if this is a business that I've built, still focusing on this over here and that over there and this and that, what does this business look like? Like I've got heaps of growth with all that stuff and around. What does it look like when I give all of my energy and attention to it? What happens when everything that I do is in the direction of my business? I want to know what the answer to that is. So I sell the Capri, I sell the Grom, I ended up swapping the Capri for a bigger printer, so I then had to sell my original printer as well. But what this meant was I had a bit of extra cash. So what do I do? Literally, the first time, because I sold the Grom, I came back from Perth and went to Madeline's to to pay it off and take it home. Oh, yeah. It was straight away. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I know. Learning that for the first time on camera, live. (laughs) We'll do it live. And... um. So, yeah, then just before Christmas, I was like, right, got the ring. Got the ring. 
And I didn't let myself do any of the planning until I had the ring paid off. It's like one problem at a time. Let's get it paid off. Because you don't want to make a plan that's reliant on the seasons or anything and not knowing when you're going to have it paid off. Yeah. You know? So I immediately went into, okay, cool. I've got the ring now. Got to make sure everything else is perfect. And the one thing, I don't know why it was so important to me, but I was like, I know I want a photographer and I want a photographer that is bulletproof because I know this moment is going to happen mm. and I don't want, oh, yeah, the light wasn't quite right or I couldn't really make it work on that. I just want someone who does this, who just yeah. like, I don't, just whatever it costs, just do it. Just just do it. They know what they're doing. That's Taj. Yeah. I've worked with Taj before. Taj is specifically a wedding photographer. Um, the jobs that we had worked on before weren't um, wedding-based, but, you know, he proved to me well, through his work, I saw that he is more than competent to do that sort of stuff. And then when you see what he does with weddings, it's like he is going to capture this moment effortlessly. Mm. Whatever it costs, get him involved. I got hold of him. I said, you know, this is what I want to do. He's like, sweet. He goes, I knew you were up to something because when you contact me with a new job, you just give me a time and a date and you say, can you do it? <laughs> And he goes, but you're all wishy-washy, you know. Oh, he's all in love. You're being a bit soft yeah. about like, oh, hey, can I talk about when, when's a good time to call? He goes, I, I knew what you were doing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, um, so we get that on lock and I'm like, all right, we've got a few things to suss out now. We've got to get the father's approval. We've got to get the time and the place sorted. And then we've got to do it. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and my collective personalities all chatting about how it's going to go down. <laughs> So we got it all sorted and I was like, the 6th of January is really standing out to me. Mm. I like the 6th. I like the 6th. I looked into some numerology. 6 is a day of love and family. So I was like, cool. I like that. You know, I like the idea of having the, the whole event planted on a strong day. That's why I'm a leader, born on the 1st, same as Pablo Escobar, no big deal. <laughs> and with that, I was like, cool, 6th of January, let's book, book it in. And I'm feeling good. You know, we had Christmas. I got mm-hmm. to buy you heaps of cool presents this yeah, year. Yeah, oh my God, which I was is like spoiled. First Christmas, it's like spoiled. I got to actually do the things. I was like, not, I mean, yeah. you didn't know in the background I've paid off this fucking no. ring. And then I've got you gift and gift and gift and gift. Yeah. Just like, I was so excited this year watching you. Like, you're crying as you're opening <laughs> gifts. I'm like, I'm the fucking man. Look at me. And uh, we, we, you know, we got, we got through Christmas and then two, three days after Christmas, we were walking home from a walk with Louis mm. around the park. And um, we walked past this person's house. And all I've heard is a bit of a commotion from the, from, to the left of me, which is, you know, the roads to our right. Riz is to my right holding Louis. Heard a bit of a commotion. And this dog has darted, like sprinted from the porch down and I've seen this kind of like this this brown blur heading towards us. I've ducked my knee because I knew it was a dog coming. I've ducked my knee and kind of gone to drive it into this dog. Unfortunately, I didn't have my knee bent enough and it swept out from underneath me, which has dropped me and the dog's kind of flipped off around somewhere. And by the time I've kind of come to and looked over, this dog has got up, grabbed Louie and is ragdolling her around. Yeah. Like And it all just happened so fucking. It happened. It like it was oh like two seconds. Yeah. I mean, even if, even if like, if I had a little bit more notice, I still couldn't have done much more than what I no. did. No, because even if we grabbed her, the dog still would have, like, come at yeah. her. And it's weird because literally minutes before, we had seen a dog off lead and decided to go a different way home. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably that dog. Um, and, yeah. like, the, we had talked about, I said to Riz, I said, you know, this is literally a couple of minutes before. If anything like that happens, if a dog off lead you know, goes for Luke, get Luke up in the air. 
She goes, yeah, but I still don't know what will happen. It's like, yeah, okay, one or two things is going to happen. The dog will get Lou and fuck it up or the dog will hurt you trying to get Lou and potentially still fuck up Lou. But the point is you've got to put everything in the way of you and that dog because I didn't give a fuck about anything except Lou in that moment. Yeah. You know? And the dog has grabbed Lou. I'm looking over and it's just ragdolling. And I think by that point the owners come in and grab the dog it's let go of Lou, which has thrown Lou kind of off onto the road. Yeah. And like, to it. I've gone to stand up and immediately realize like my knees cooked and like immediately sat down on the ground and put my legs up. And I saw you go over and pick up Lou. And by that point, I've looked over and you know, you've got all the people running out of the house like, oh, we've got to do yeah. something. Oh. To be honest with you, my memory's pretty. Yeah, no, they just kept yelling, like, oh, we've got to do something. We've got yeah. to do something. And I was just like, just leave us alone. Yeah. Because it's like, home is only a few doors up. We're better mm. off just getting to our safe space than waiting around with these people. Yeah. Um, oh, at that point, it was like, they're just, the, oh. in my mind, those people are the worst people in the world because of yeah. what just happened. Like, it's not that they're bad people. It's no. just like, hey, like, I care about this dog more than life itself. And now your dog has just thrown it around. I could strangle your dog to death and feel nothing. Yeah. Like, I, that, I'm sorry, but that's just what's that's up. That's how you feel. Yeah. So, yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. We've just got, our, got ourselves together, walked up the hill and like, yeah, we're looking at Lou and she had like, you know, puncture wounds where the dog's bitten into her. I mean, she seemingly was okay, but she was obviously full of shock yeah. and adrenaline. So she was like, you know, all fine. And then we just immediately went into like, what do we do? Mm. And um, we end up calling a after hours vet. So you have to pay before you get to talk to someone. Um, you know, paid for that. And they're like, look, it sounds like everything's all good. If you haven't had this, this and this happen, you know, she's doing this, she's doing that. The wounds themselves sound like they're just flat. We can sort this right now. It's going to cost a lot of money. Or you can wait an hour until vets open and then you can go sort it out that way. And so we were like, all right, well, we'll just wait until the vets open, do it that way. Got to the vet, you know, 45 minutes, the, the vet saying like, hey, like she's all good. Let's give her some surgery, close up these wounds, give her a check over. And I'm like, very cool. Let me cry profusely mm. for half an hour. Well, you didn't expect it. Like, well, no, I didn't expect it either. But, you know, this crazy thing has just happened. It's like now we've just got to leave her alone mm. and, you know, there's a risk like what if she dies from the anaesthetic, mm. you know? It was horrible. And, yeah, yeah you were. Uh, that was a mess because oh. I spent every day with this dog. Yeah. It's, it's horrible, you know. Um, but then immediately like, you know, obviously in this moment I'm worried about Lou, I'm worried about me, I'm worried about you, mm. but also like, I meant to be proposing. Oh, yeah. Pretty soon. I meant to be proposing. That's the idea. And like the few people that knew what was up, you know, like talking to dad about it and talking to mum about it, it's like, well, that's kind of like, I don't give a fuck about that at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I just want Louis to be okay. You know, and I literally was like, you know, when she's in surgery, I'll just be happy when she gets home. She gets home. She's all dopey from the anesthesia. I'll just be happy when she's herself again. The next day she's herself again. I'll just be happy when she gets rid of the cone. You see without the cone. I'll just be happy when she's 100% back to normal. You know, now I'm back to normal. It's like, I'll just be happy when we're six months down the track and everything's just, it's just something that happened. Yeah. You know, and like there's no residual, there's no this and there's no that. But um, for somewhere like four days in, I was like, no, nah, the plan goes ahead. 6th of January resonates for a reason. Let's go. And I got a call from the vet, I think, like six days, five days after it happened. Hey, just checking in on Louie, making sure she's all good. I was like, yeah, she's good. Hey, the 6th of January is 10 days after the surgery. Now, I know you said to keep the cone on for 12 days, but if I took the cone off for like 20 minutes or something, 
what's the, well, you can put this stuff on there to make sure she doesn't lick it. Or I said, well, what if I bring her in on Friday night? Because I'm talking about Saturday morning. I want to take the cone off. She goes, well, Friday night, look, honestly, just keep an eye on her. Like, give her a bit of a test run the day before. If she wants to get into the wound, avoid it. But if she's all chill with it, you'll probably be right. I said, radio. So, Friday morning, you've got breakfast. I'm like, sweet, go. you got breakfast at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this is perfect. Because I planned on doing it first thing in the morning. I wanted to make sure that all the lighting was right. And at this point, I had two places in my mind. I was going to go Guppy Park outside of Little Spencer or the park that we walk Louie at anyway. And the park that we walk Louie at anyway has got a bit of a weird vibe to it because the last time we properly walked around there, obviously Louie got attacked. Yeah. So just weird, just weird. So I went to Guppy Park first, didn't resonate with the background of anything. I didn't resonate with the lighting. I didn't like it, didn't feel right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the park. So I go to the park. It's quarter to six, bang on, exactly the timing that I thought. The light coming through the trees is awesome. It's just it's just beautiful. I'm like, I really like it here, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, we'll book that in. Next thing, got to get the permission from the dad. Oh, no. So <laughs> I did all of my day's work because obviously it's a Friday. I've got work on beginning of the year. We're not busy, busy, but with stuff to do. So I do all of that. Sit down with Cam. I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. He goes, I knew this is what you were going to do. <laughs> You're on the phone and you didn't sound concerned, but you wanted to catch up with me and you wanted to, I don't know, I knew you were going to do this today. And yeah. I was like. Yeah, I'm sorry. You did it in public as well, so I can't even bloody shed a tear about it. I'm like, bro, I'll cry right here with you. I don't, oh, that's I don't care. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, we had a we had a good conversation. Obviously, got the tick of approval, and then it was just like all all systems go. You know, I'm running around on the Harley doing this, that, and the other, and you're like, "Where you been?" I'm like, "I've been seeing a man about a dog. Fucking don't worry about it. Just fucking you pay attention to what you're doing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, go out to dad's place. I'm calling Taj, a photographer. I'm like, right, this is a time. This is a place. Here's some photos of the place, of what it looks like at that time of morning. What do you recommend? Should we go here? Should we go there? So we get it all booked in. And I even arranged for all of your family members and my dad um, to be at Little Spencer at 7.30. Mm. And only my dad and your dad knew what was going on. So your mum, your nana and your sister didn't know. And it's funny because when I went and saw your nanny, your mum just happened to be there. And um, I said, hey, what are you guys doing tomorrow morning? Nothing? Great. 7.30, I'm putting on a little surprise breakfast for Riz if you want to come along. And your nana's like, you proposing? And straight away I said, proposing what? And she goes, oh, no, don't worry. Goes on to the next thing. And uh, she, and yeah, we're yarn. I said, no, nah, look, the business is just done really well the past few months. I just want to get everyone together. It's kind of a surprise for Riz because, you know, obviously she spent so much money on me. Now I'm just trying to like give back sort of thing. And they're like, oh, that's nice. Rah, rah, we get yarning. So we book it in. Great news. So then we get to the day of. Yeah. And, you know, like the night before, it's weird, you know, I wrote in my diary about this. I've been doing a lot of talking, I'm sorry. but No, 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 all, no. But, like, this is how it goes naturally in our relationship anyway. You do most of the talking. I'm more, much more of a listener. For so. those who don't have the visual of you smiling while you say that, it sounds like it's a negative. Like, oh. this is what you do. Oh, you yeah, just, th- yeah, you just talk and yeah, talk and, and talk the, and the talk. The woman will get a uh, <laughs> tap water and some lettuce on a plate. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, cool. Steak, oh, steak no, you're so much better at telling stories, so it's all good, all right? Right, yeah. It's a good thing. I'm going to get you to explain what happens oh, from the point. Oh, Jesus. Right. Okay. I, I still got to get there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Radio, you so go the, first. <laughs> the night before, I was uh, obviously like 
Yeah, I was, I was saying, I wrote about this in my diary. Like, I had this weird moment where I'll go a bit before that. So, when I knew I was going to do it, like, because at, up until Friday, kind of 4.30, it's all been a theoretical idea. It's not been like 100%, like, this is how it's going to go, rah, rah, rah. Like, you don't really know. You don't know until it's happening what's going to happen, you know? And that kind of proved to be the case with us as well when you learn about how much effort I put into planning it and how not to plan it went. But the thought of, like, I remember as a kid thinking, like, one day I'm going to ask a girl to marry me and... You start thinking like, well, as a kid, what did I? Who did I think the girl would be? Like, not just what did she, what would she look like, but what was she in my life? Mm. You know. And then I think about like, because I've always been a romantic. I, I remember the go- a goal of mine as a child was to be like every part of me was worth bragging about if you were my partner. You know, like I've always wanted to be like the man. Yeah. You know, and I knew that being the man was hard, but I was all good with that as a kid. So I thought, you know. The speech that you give at your wedding, I want everyone to cry. The proposal, I want it to be absolutely perfect. I want it to be organic. I want it to be authentic and natural and just flow and just happen. I want the girl that I'm proposing to to be the girl, the girl, the chick, you know, the one that everyone wants. Ooh. Well, this is, and this is the yeah. thing, like, that's part of that. Like, as a kid, you make these kind of, like, based off literally nothing but movies that you've watched and maybe the things that your parents do. I've wanted myself to have this like i want to be a gentleman i want to all go right and then as a as a 31 year old about to propose i'm sitting here like well compared to what i thought that was in my mind as a kid how am i doing interesting so i'm riding home from dad's place on my harley it's friday it's balmy weather mm. it's like five i was meant to be home by five thirty, so i think it's like five twenty eight. And I'm going part, I'm like bustle highway, go through the roundabout, heading towards Park Centre. And I had this moment, I'm listening to um, uh, Carry On My my Wayward Son. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that song. Yeah, Um, Carry On by Credence, I think. Anyway, and I like fully had a moment and I'm like, oh, Mm. this is the night before I asked her to marry me and I've just got the yes and the photographer's all sorted. Literally all my ducks in a row. Now all i got to do is live until the moment, you know. And I realised comparing that moment to the moment that I had imagined as a child 20 years ago, I'm fucking killing it. Aww. I reached all of it. And the reality is it's kind of unrecognisable where I am right now because I've actually superseded all of those goals. Mm. You know, like it is so authentic it's tested in every way possible. The girl is perfect. The way it all happened is perfect. The family that I'm going to be involved with because of this decision is perfect. Yeah. Everything mapped out exactly how you would want it, mm. you know. So the little romantic in me was just like, you know, just full of love and just like, just I just got to live. I just got to live now, you know. And that's what I did. Yeah. We lived. Came home, had dinner, you know, and like – you're just being the silly, dorky you that does a, yeah. oh, don't be silly, oh, I'm not a dork, you're a dork, you know. Yeah. And then went for a little drive that night and went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that, like, right, we're getting engaged at, at bloody 5.45 this morning. And I woke up at 4.20. I went to the toilet for about half an hour because my stomach was just doing somersaults. Talking about toilets, can I just do a little quick little pause? Hectic, you're going to do it now. I'm so sorry. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to hold on. Let me just... 
And this small pause in today's production is proudly brought to you by Black Ink. Black Ink is Bunbury's absolutely favorite garment decoration business. If you have any uniforms, merch, garment decoration needs, be sure to reach out to Jake and Riz at Black Ink. We can, we can solve any of your garment decoration problems. And don't forget, in uh, upcoming, we actually have some really exciting news. We're launching... Our new business, which is Outfit Co., which is Uniform Specialist Services. We are a mobile showroom that come directly to your business, show you all of the potential uniforms that you can have decorated and deliver straight to your door within two weeks. I'm very excited to talk about the launch of this business because it's basically everything cool and great about blacking crammed down into one business and specializing and focusing on one thing, which is making Bunbury look better through uniforms. So, Keep an eye out for that. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <sighs> Sorry about that. That's all right. We'll right. deduct it out of your pay. So you were f- spent 40 minutes on the toilet. Half an hour on the toilet. Oh, uh, I was also I scrolling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So now I've got to wake you up. I've got to get you ready in mm. such a way that you were going to be there on time and you're, you're not like overthinking anything that I'm doing. Because I've yeah. also got to carry around this, this massive, it's not massive, but it's big for a ring box. You it's know? pretty big. Yeah. So I've got to carry that. And also like, get you to the spot and do the setup and everything. Every Like, I just had to live. Well, now I'm past the moment of just living. It's like, this is D-Day. This is D-Time. We're at, you know, countdown, 15 minutes, figure it out. I'm texting Taj. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Checking the time. I don't know how you did it because I did not suspect a thing. Yeah. I didn't question anything that you were doing because this was just our normal morning routine. Like, mm. nothing was different. And now you get to take over. Oh, f- yeah. So, look. It's just a normal morning, nothing, like, I can't even remember because it's just, like, nothing interesting about it. It was just so normal. But we got to the park, right? There's this dude, right, and I feel so mean. But I said to Jake, I was like, oh, he's a bit creepy because he was just, like, squatting behind the, um, the tree. And, I mean, you kind of get some people walk through that park sometimes. That is, like, a little bit weird. So I was just like, oh, he's a bit creepy. And Jake's like, don't worry about him. We'll just walk around him. I was like, all good. Didn't think much of it. We started walking. Is this the story that you want me to tell, by the way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what other story? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we started walking. Almost bloody got... Um, tripped over by this huge bloody dog. It was more like a horse than a dog. It was huge. Mm. Jake's probably just like absolutely stressing. Kind of got around the corner. Louis just was like, hey, going to take a shit. Mm. Look, that's a man's job. Picking up the shit. Picking up the shit. No, yeah. no. Um, and then we started walking a bit more. Louis was like, do you know what? Round two. Yeah, I'm going to take Round another two. shit. Yeah, another shit. Um, and... Look, to be honest, Jake told the story about what he was talking about, how he was stoned that time, watching um, 90 Day Fiancé. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally interrupted him. And I was like, hey, do you remember the time that we were sitting down to have dinner? You got really stoned beforehand. You sat on the couch like this. And then I finished my dinner and you had not touched yours at all because you forgot that we were eating dinner. Yeah. And Jake's like, ha-ha, yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, 
I don't even know what you said to me because it was all just, it happened so quickly. I just remember walking and you had stopped walking and I looked down and you're on your knee and I'm like, what the f- is this guy doing? And um, yeah, you brought out a ring and I just, I think my first thing was like, are you serious? Yeah. Because I mean, our relationship is built on joking, mm. you know, not that you would ever joke about that because that's super cruel. That's really, yeah. really mean, but I like I just it was it was so random. It was so so random. And then he's like, "No, I'm serious." And then I of course just cry like a crazy person. Um and I just kept asking him if he was serious and he he was and then found out that that creepy dude that I was sus on was actually the photographer and he was bloody taking photos of us. And I've just I, I have no way of even describing the way I was feeling in that moment because it was just like, what the hell? I didn't, like, suspect a thing. And now this is happening and, like, my it almost feels like my life has just changed and it's so exciting but I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Um, and yeah, and then we got the photos taken of us and I'm not, like, I'm not confident in front of the camera, so that was so uncomfortable, but it was so exciting. Um, And, yeah, even now it doesn't feel real. Mm. People keep asking me about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm engaged. Mm. It's crazy. It was so perfect, so, so perfect, because if you had done it any other way, I would have been so stressed out. You know, you can't surprise me. We know that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm really, really, bad really surprises. bad with surprises. Because if you say, "Look, got a surprise dinner for you. Wear this," I'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, what's going on? Totally overthink what I'm going to wear. Overthink everything, and with that, I become a real bitch. It's one Your of, words, yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna, no, no, no. I'm oh, throw that out there, but yeah, it's totally look, bitch. I, yeah, no. Um, and so it was just perfect because there was no stress on my part. I didn't expect it at all mm. and it was so nice. It's in the place that I love. Like I even remember walking around that morning as you're picking up Louis shit <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, look at the sun. Like it's just mm. so beautiful. Um, and, yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. It's so good. We uh, So my original goal was to get out of the car and to do it straight away because that was where the best lighting oh, was. Oh, really? And when I got there, I was like, oh, we're like five minutes early. Because the sun isn't hitting this part of the oval yet. And while it wouldn't make too much of a difference, having light bouncing off particular parts of us, whether it's like, you know, sides of our face or this and that, it would look better to do it in the light. And then as we got there, it's like, oh, there's, you know, we would walk to and from the park, but because of what happened to Louis when our driving, because it happened going past someone's house walking home, we're like, you know, ooh, this isn't mm. great. We're going to drive there. When we drove there, someone's car was already there. As it turns out, it was Taj's. Yeah. Um, um, to my belief, Taj was going to be further west than what he was, but he was actually like directly where I wanted to do it. So it kind of, in theory, it would have worked, but the reality is if I'm asking you to marry me next to a, what you call a weirdo in that moment, it it like really takes away from the moment sort of thing. And then if yeah. he starts taking photos of us, you'd be like, why is this weirdo taking photos of us now? This yeah. gets weirder and weirder. Because I think he started taking photos of like birds and stuff. And I was just like, oh, that's what he's doing. Like yeah. he wasn't a weirdo in my mind he like, anymore. He held up his camera when you said he's a weirdo. I was like, oh, he's just a photographer. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, sweet, there's Taj. I got him on lock, all good. 
And then we walked out and, of course, I'm a bit skittish around dogs at the moment because a dog fucked up Louie not that long ago. So it's yeah. like everyone is now the enemy. Um, so we had like one pair of dogs that we're kind of friends with already. They come up and said, hello, I've got this ring stashed in my underwear. <laughs> oh, was it in your yeah. underwear? Really? I couldn't put it in my pocket because oh, I'm wearing... true. And this is the thing as well. Like I've also gone through what am I going to wear? Because if I wear anything outside of the normal ath- athletic wear that I wear when we go walking... Yeah. Because I'm such a fucking athlete. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, well, why are you wearing something nice? And I'm wearing like a sports bra and, and bike shorts, you know? So it's mm. like, well, I have to just... Be normal, just organic, yeah. authentic, you know. Because that so, morning too, you were like, which one's more on brand, my zip-up jacket or my hoodie? And I'm just like, we're just going to the park where it really doesn't yeah, matter. don't overthink it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll wear all black because it doesn't show as many shadows so I can get away with hiding this thing a bit better because I'm thinking I can put this thing on my pocket oh, of that jacket. That's yeah. the reason why. But then also like when you kneel down, that jacket has a weird crease in the zip. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do that and it'd be weird. So – Ended up wearing that, got there, saw those pair of dogs, whatever. Then there was another dog running around. And literally when you heard this dog hit like, the ground, it was like, it sounds like a horse trotting. Yeah, it was this is insane. Yeah. So we uh, had that um, had that dog. We've gone to walk the way we normally walk. And I'm like signaling to Taj, like, we're going to do a lap. We're going to do one lap and we'll be back. Because he knew that I was either going to do it at the start or at the finish or in the middle of the, the two laps because we normally walk two laps. So he had a bit of an idea. And he was like kind of tracking us, you know, he was tracking us at like seven o'clock the whole time. He's always like just kind of staying there. And instead of going to walk around the other oval as well, I was like, well, those dogs are up there. Let's go this way. And mm-hmm. that's when Louie takes the first shit. I'm like, very cool, Louie. Just, yeah. you know, dealing with a couple speed bumps here. We're all good. We're dialed in. I'm getting fucking engaged today. All right. So we're walking. She shits. I pick up her shit and you kind of walk around the corner. Taj has got eyes on me. You're outside of vision at the moment because you've walked mm. around the corner of that kind of construction area. So I've looked at Taj, she's looked at me, and I'm like pointing to the right, meaning we're going to do it down that end. So what I'm thinking is, because that's where the light is. Mm. So I'm thinking, well, let's continue walking until we hit the light. First chance again, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So we start continuing to walk. Louis takes a second shit. Yeah. And it's just like, hey. You're all done now? <laughs> You're done, Lou? Good. Pick up that shit, throw it in the bin. We get to the first opportunity. It's not quite right. And also, I'm like looking, but by this time, we're standing in the light up that end of the oval, which means that I can't see anything. So I don't even know if Taj is in a good position. Yeah, okay. Right, next time, by this time, as we're starting to enter the light, I'm like, hey, do you remember that time that I got super medicated watching 90 Day Fiance? And you're like, yeah, you remember the time when you got so stoned you forgot to eat your dinner? And I was like, hey, yeah, going back to what I was saying. Oh, no. That made me uh, think that night that actually you're the sort of person that if I was going to marry anyone, you'd be the person I'm going to marry. And so I just wanted to ask and I got down on one knee and you like turn around you're like, cunt, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you said, but it's like I could tell straight away you're, you're like, in my mind, I thought there's going to be two scenarios. She's either going to like see the photographer, maybe see the ring box and kind of put two and two together and be like, this motherfucker's going to ask me to marry him. Mm. Or more likely, you're going to be like, this motherfucker's never going to ask me to marry him. So I don't know what any what's going on at yeah. all. You I know? had no idea. Yeah. No idea. And I thought, you know, if she gets as excited about getting married as she does a smeg food mixer, she'll probably cry. So mm. that's because it's what I got you for Christmas and yeah. I made you cry. And a smeg toaster. And you ASICs. But the point is, 
I was spoiled, okay. There's a bunch of other stuff as well, but yeah. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah, that right yeah. now. I'm talking about <laughs> asking you to marry me. So <laughs> I um so yeah, I got down on one knee and then, you know, of course what happened happened and mm. you started crying and then the ring wouldn't fit, which oh, is all yeah. good because I'm a perfectionist and I get to remember that for the rest of my life, but all good. I did get it resized as well, which is bizarre, but it turns out you keep rings that don't fit oh, you as look, well. I, I definitely need to go through my jewellery because I just have a lot of shit, especially things that don't fit, hmm. but you learnt that the hard way. That's good. Yeah, sorry about that. That's fine. It ruined a moment, but I wouldn't uh, – <laughs> you don't need to worry about it because I get to forever, you know? <laughs> look, it fits now, so that's all that matters, and it's perfect. Yes, and we will go to getting it to fit as well mm. because that's a good story. But we did that and like we've gone to – so obviously like Taj is like, you want to get some photos together? And you're like, no, not really. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> kind of paid heaps of money for him to be yeah. here. So let's get a couple photos. <laughs> and as it turns out, those photos, like Taj just oh. – home run, brother. Home run. Yeah. Those photos are sick. Stunning. There's probably some – he's like – there's probably some he has that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but that's, that's being a photographer. Yeah, yeah. But like I was so scared. That day I was like, oh, my God, like what are these photos going to look like because Jake's one are going to post them. I'm like, like this is such a special moment. But when we looked at them, They're it was amazing. Like, wow. It was, yeah, he really captured the moment beautifully. In my mind, the moment that I really wanted to get was the being down on one knee and proposing. And then mm-hmm. I kind of – that photo was probably the least impressive of them because yeah. that photo is actually less to do with what we look like. It's all to do with the composure compared to the background. Yeah. And instead of it having where I picked was going to have a beautiful like kind of bush background, Mm. instead we got like people's houses and a camper van in the background and you're like, well, it looked cool from my perspective. Yeah. (laughs) But then the photos you got afterwards and he's just like, all right, now you do this, you sit here, okay, you do that, put your hands here. And Taj is just a man. He knows how to do this stuff. Yeah. And he's so good at just like, he's he wasn't directing you. He was just kind of like, it's like he was guiding Clay. He's just like, you know, just go here and mm. just, all right, that doesn't work. Go, okay, cool, that's good. All right, guys, congratulations, I'll be on my way. Like, yeah. he's such a soft kind of being. It's nice, yeah. Felt comfortable with him, even yeah. though I was so like, oh, my God. But You're like, oh, man, I was calling you a weirdo 10 yeah, minutes ago. Hey, yeah. well, I thought you were here to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to be honest with him. But, yeah. But yeah, it was very cool. And then I was like, all right, and we've got a bit of a breakfast at 7.30 for you as well. And you're like, oh. Oh, like you just couldn't believe anything. You, you're just spinning yeah. in circles there for a good probably hour. Mm. So we've gone home and we literally decided like we're four minutes into this walk and we're like, you're like, I can't walk. We, let's just go home. Like yeah. I don't know what to, you know. And of course I'm like also in that moment, like as exciting as it was, I was decompressing because I've known for six months. Yeah. You know, like I've got a few really close friends around me that knew it was – happening and then we got to this point where i'm like you know those friends are coming around i'm like look at this like i got the ring and so they knew it was like around the corner but then actually having it happen it's like then i get to go like oh it's like you it's like you've been holding your breath for six months and you're like oh, i've been paying this off for so long do you remember when we had that that thing where we had no money but i was st- like you didn't know but i was paying this off in the background and and then this happened and this happened and this person knows and here's what i've got planned and when we're yeah. going out for breakfast and it was cool because at that moment you knew but your mum and nana and sister didn't know. No. They had no idea. Which was nuts. Yeah. So we had that breakfast coming up. So it's like, you know, there are three surprises in my mind. There was surprising you, surprising your family, and then obviously surprising the everyone. world. Yeah. World. <laughs> so yeah, it was very cool in that 
how that all happened and then going to like sit down with everyone at breakfast and also like going to Little Spencer nice and early so there wasn't heaps of people around and there wasn't heaps of stuff going on and sitting down and like getting a nice table in the shade. Louie did try attacking a dog which... Well, no, she didn't try attacking the dog. She just... She had that... Well, dogs on lead actually respond differently to when they're not on lead. So, like, she was on lead, that dog was on lead. And I feel like every time that scenario, she just wants – she has to meet them. Yeah, yeah. But if she's if she's off lead, she can literally see she, that and walk yeah, past it. She doesn't her. give a shit. Yeah. So, anyway, you've – um, and you're like, you know, is there anything you want to say? I'm like, it's actually yeah. your thing to say. Yeah, like, no, because <laughs> I was sitting there waiting and I'm just, like, so awkward. Like, mm. I can't even be comfortable with my own family because I'm just like – there's something that I need to tell you. I yeah. don't know how to tell you. And usually you take the lead with all of that type of stuff. Yeah. I just touched that. Is that all right? Yeah, you're yeah. Um, And so I was waiting and you're like sitting, like my nana's between us and you're sitting to the side of me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, tell them. Yeah. Tell them. So I kept trying to make eye contact, like yeah. do something, yeah. do something. And you didn't. And I was just kind of like. Well, you started saying something. No, no. I, I, you said, like, is there something you want to say? I think you said it twice and then, like, your mum has kind of, like, heard that and be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, don't you have something to tell them? Yeah. And you are like, oh, yeah, well, today we went for a walk and, and, and you pulled out the box and opened it up. Yeah, and I was like, and Jake got me this and opened the box up and they were like, oh, my God. And literally your mum and Nana were like a fucking confetti cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And then your mum's friend, um, Renee. Renee, just happened to be there. Yeah. And she's got all excited. And oh, then she's all- crying. Mm. She's crying. And she's like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm like, no, it's so nice. Like, mm. it's, it was so, such perfect timing that she rocked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And yeah. then, of course, like, when dad got there, because your family was there and like, dad's got there, and I'm like, ran out to him. I'm like, dad, like, they don't know. Mm. Like, don't say anything. They don't yeah. know. He goes, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point of the breakfast is yeah. to tell them, you know? And he's like, does does her dad know? I'm like, yes, her dad knows. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. Do you remember what we – yes, her dad knows, you know? <laughs> then he sat down and just immediately started just yarning yawning, with your dad. Yeah. Like, oh, the kangaroos are my job. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm good at communicating and telling mm. stories. My dad can tell a story about something that he wasn't even there for and he'll do better than the person who it happened to. He yeah. is such an organic storyteller. But, yeah, we're um, just told them the story and then, of course, like a lot of this that we're talking about, the, the mm. backstory and blah, 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 and, you know, the ring doesn't fit and we'll do this. <laughs> Had a beautiful, beautiful um, breakfast at – Little Spencer, shout out Little Spencer, my favourite, oh. favourite cafe at the moment, for sure. Love what the owners are doing. I love their dynamic as well and how they go about their decision making and their process and everything. It just, it like, it inspires me to be a better businessman being in that place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've um, gone from there and we went home for a little bit because we had about an hour to kill between there and when Madeline's open. And so Madeline's open, we've gone home, stuffed around, gone back out, gone and I'm like, I asked, she said, yes, the ring's too small, would you believe? She's like, but we're... But before that, we got the photos, didn't we? Correct. So we've got home, and as we got home, Taj messaged me. He's like, hey, you've got an email. It's got the Dropbox link, all the photos there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is unreal. Cool. Mm. So we've gone in there, and we're like flicking through the photos. And literally just every photo, you're like, oh, my God. 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 You know, like... There is one, but the actual best photo oh, is so good. About, yeah. The best photo is like there was this one photo where he's like, oh, okay, now 
Riz, you sit in Jake's lap and like Jake kind of wrap your legs around so Liz Louis. and, you know, like just look at each other and give each other a kiss and do this and do that. And we got one of those photos where you don't know whose arms are who and whose legs are whose because yeah. we're wearing all black. Yeah. So what looks like what looks like my legs are your legs. Yes. What looks like my hand is your hand. Yeah, because I'm going like this. Yeah. And so it looks like Jake has his hand across my mouth with these little legs in my lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to, with reference, I hope we like clip this up with reference yeah. to that and show the photo. Because you could never post a photo with no context because oh. it looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's like one of those photos where obviously it's taken by a professional photographer because it's beautiful. Mm. Like all the, the, the lighting and everything is just beautiful. And then- we look like idiots, you know, it's, just, it's silly. And it's of course, so funny. Like, it's funny because I'm covered in tattoos and every limb that you think is mine has no tattoos on it. Yeah. You know? So we get all these beautiful photos um, and I was like, right, well, we'll post it, you know, 9.30 Saturday morning, it's a time to post. Not that it's important about posting it, but if you're going to post it and you're, in, you're like an influencer brand sort of thing that Black Ink is, now's the time to do it. Meanwhile, I'm trying to FaceTime my friends because yeah. I want them to know first. I'm like FaceTiming, FaceTiming. No one's picking up. No I'm one thinking, picks up. Why is nobody awake at yeah. this time? At nine o'clock the, on a yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. And like, I'm not a person to FaceTime either. So they're probably thinking, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But um, you ended up posting it. So yeah, I've gone like, okay, we didn't have the like ring on the finger photo. No. But we did have a photo of you holding it, my hand under yours. And, and like the real... Absolute winning photos were the ones where he made them black and white. Yeah. So they were beautiful photos to begin with. They're making them black and white, just made them timeless. Mm-hmm. And the great part is, is like, what I think is some of the, the, the best part about the, the end of the day imagery is that, like, you don't have on heaps of makeup. And, I have no makeup and on. I, I, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, oh. you're not caked of makeup. Sorry, yeah. I'm not wearing some button up shirt that I wouldn't normally wear we're not in a scenario where it's like everything's put, it's like literally we were just where we would be at that time of the day. Mm-hmm. We were wearing what we would normally wear. And the fact that you had no idea meant that every emotion that was on your face was genuine. Yeah. You know, and that just translated so perfectly through the photos and that every photo was just a bloody dream. Mm-hmm. So now we've got this like, right, let's pick the photos that we're going to post and, you know, how are you going to put Yeah, this is important in today's day and age. You know, like if you post those and I'll post these, I'm going to post on Black Ink <laughs> or Personal or should I post on Powerful Jake or what, you know, what should we do? I'm like, no, no, no I'm just going to, I'm going to post once on Black Ink, which also cross post to Facebook as well. Um, so that's what I did. And immediately after posting it, like it was simple, two photos, she said yes in location Bunbury, that's the whole post, bang. Oh, God. Shanice calls straight away. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God, I just saw the... Yeah, poor Shanice, just heavily pregnant. Yeah, heavily All pregnant. All the hormones. She's ready to yeah. drop, like, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the hormones just going through her body. And then mm. she's just seen her two best friends are engaged. She is bowling on the phone. Yeah. Um, but it was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, like, and again, I'm highlighting that this isn't important. I'm just saying what was happening. We're on the phone. Three minutes in, your post has 50 likes because Instagram gives you notifications on like these milestones, yeah. you know, like, and 13 minutes in, this post has 100 likes. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, you're on the phone to Shanice. I'm like, well, you've got 100 yeah. likes. And, and we're just getting messages, like messages, messages, my messages. Phone. Yeah. Just uh, the notifications on the top, oh, the comments, insane. and then obviously like it's cross post to Facebook and I didn't realize that as well. And, that's going nuts and, of course, people are trying to call me and it's like 
it's cool. As I said before, I didn't really understand what it represented to everyone else. I think the really cool part about what happened was was how much it solidified to us how important it was through everyone else's response, you know? Because I think, you know, and we spoke about the idea of coming on the podcast, like you coming on the podcast, especially at this moment in time is significant because we've just got the new cameras, we've just got the new microphones. It's the first time that I'm properly utilising the actual upgrade of the entire podcast. It's the first podcast of the year. I've had a little bit of a slump just recently because I didn't want to create something that wasn't utilising all of these new things that I had, so we had to wait for things to arrive in the mail and all the rest. But also, I think... You know, like whether people comment this out of, you know, they just want to say something cool or they want to say something different. But a lot of people talk about us being like a power couple and, Mm. you know, like people believe in us. Yeah. People believe in us in a way that like they see this and they celebrate. They're like, yes. You know, and I think this goes back to like people see us having fun and that makes it real to them. Yeah. You know, and I talk about it with guests that come on, like the fact that like I am clucky for a child. I am excited to build a life that I can be proud of with you, that people can look at it and aspire to have a life like that. As much as I'm doing this for us, I'm also trying to build a community and be a role model to that community so that, again, the community can get better. Because the truth is, if there is more relationships that are stronger, that are building family units, that have that core goal of being able to provide a sensible, fun, appropriate, organic life for their children in the future that everybody benefits. So the importance of us talking about this so that people can watch it and they can resonate and they can relate and they can set their future goals because of the happiness and the love and everything that we get to share we've got right now moving forward into the future is like it's 100% possible. It's real, you know. The shit that these rom-coms try and base off in real life, that does exist, but don't try and replicate it the way rom-coms do. You like find that thing in your path, in your, in your authenticity, in your character, in your life, and the, thing, and the elements that you have to play with and do all the testing to make it work with that person that you choose. And once you choose that person, fuck every other option off. Mm. Like literally you have to put those walls up. You have to go like, no, 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 no. And that's in all different aspects, you know, like in the time that we've been together, I've had to cut tobacco out of my life because I could see that I was almost a slave to the thoughts that tobacco would give me, which would ultimately, even as, as the foundation health-wise, would pull me away from you and Louie if it ever caused some sort of health problem. Oh, yeah. The fact that like without tobacco, I became someone different emotionally. I wasn't available for you. I couldn't problem solve if I didn't have my tobacco. So therefore, you know... It's making sure that you, your rest is on. You know, if someone's going to interrupt my rest now, you want to come out and get fucked up and have to recover for a week at a time? Well, no, because then I'm not available for my family if they need me, and especially if they need me, need me. Mm. Like if something happens, like that happened to Louis, and I'm, I'm com- coming down or hungover, yeah. I can't be there for Louis like I need to be, you know? So I think the cool part of that response that we got from social media was just like really hammered home, like how important – Obviously, our relationship is to us, but, like, how important our relationship is to our community. Yeah. You know? And it's like these ancient, you know, whether they're ancient or just super old traditions and ceremonies, that is marriage, that is celebrating love, that is saying to everyone, this is the person that I fuck with, and I'm happy about that. And, yes, I, in sickness and in health, in blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, 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 I fuck with this person, you know? And I think 
seeing everyone have so much like it's easy just to go like oh yeah i'm gonna be one of the hundreds of people that likes it but there was 80 something comments on there yeah you know what i mean there was so just many on that post. just on that post then you got facebook then you've got other posts your mum shared the post on facebook yeah and that blew up <laughs> that's very typical of mum's facebook though anything birthdays anything it just blows up all that's these crazy. people come out of the woodwork. that's yeah. crazy though yeah you know and I just think like that, I mean, the total response is like, you know, and obviously again, it doesn't matter, but <laughs> 600 and something likes and 80 something comments and, I, you know, probably over 50 messages just on Instagram, mm. the FaceTime calls, the calls, the Snapchats, you know, still now like going to the drive-thru, having people congratulate us, it's like, wow, you know, like in a, in a way, like, I don't want to call this if it's not the case, but like we are like almost societal role models in a way. It's like we are like this is what you do. You don't just shack up with a chick and get married a year later because she's hassling you because she wants to get married because she watched the Barbie movie and <laughs> or whatever. Oh, it probably has nothing to <laughs> do with Barbie it. Barbie movie. Well, well, that's love so actually. Love actually. Yeah, let's you know what I mean. Like, yeah, okay. Whatever you want. Like they watch that. It's like oh, I I want the the fairy tale guy and I and I want the ring and I want this and all that. It's yeah. like yeah, well you fucking show up then. Don't ask him to. No, don't ask him to. Show up. Be the princess. Be the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Be the woman that deserves that man, and that man will do the right thing. Obviously, have trauma in the past that I'm bringing up right now. All good. But point being, point being that in a way, this is like super important to me, and it started foundationally. This is super important to me, and that's why I did it. This is so important to me that I'm going to do something outside of the realm of my understanding and I'm going to try to take on these things that are important to the rest of the world and now through that practice I can see why it's important. But in the process I've learned like, and I've done this individually as a person as well, like I know that I'm a role model in this town now. I know that people look at me and go like, what's he doing next? You know, And even with the skating group, showing up every Monday and Thursday as someone who's involved with the council in a way. It's like I've changed my behaviour to reflect someone who is looked at as a role model so that I can stand by my what I say and what I do. And now like having that bleed into our relationship and like realising that people really do care. Yeah. You know? It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Just doesn't feel real. Like I just don't even know how to describe the way it makes me feel because it just feels yeah, insane. It's so wonderful though. Hmm. Now we're going through all of the like, well, who are gonna be your bridesmaids? What's the hen's oh party look my like? God, it's so hard. We should probably declare now that the engagement party is like, gonna be a big one. It's gonna be oh yeah, it's gonna be fucking huge. I feel sorry for the um the the location that we're gonna have it at. Yeah. Holy there's so much. There's so much that needs to be planned. And I'm not one of those girls either that has like an idea of like what my wedding's gonna look like and where I do it. So it's like I really need to start researching now mm. and kind of get an idea of what I actually want. Well what we want. Yeah, well, I've you been know? writing my wedding speech since I heard Oh, that. that I was talking about that with Chantel this morning mm-hmm. about like when it comes to the vows, I know that you're going to want to write this big thing and so I'm going to have to go first because I'm going to be like, you are cool. 
I like you a lot, you know. I like his hair. Yeah, I like <laughs> your hair. I like the way you smile. Where Jake's going to be like so passionate, making <laughs> everybody cry. I'm going to be crying and it's just going to be, it'll be so beautiful, mm. without a doubt. Oh, it's been like a lifelong goal of mine to write. Well, no, I tell you where it came from. I heard that Danny Finster made everyone cry when he got married to um, his wife, ex-wife. Yeah. Oh. Not important. I'm just oh, okay. uh, not his current wife. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember everyone was like, oh, I, I remember it was actually the bride's dad because they were all involved with skating. So he was like, he was like one of the officials at every skate event. He goes, oh, you know, the wedding. You can imagine Danny's wedding. And I remember being like, no, I can't. Like, because I'm a kid and I can't imagine anything to yeah. do with weddings. He's like, you know, Danny's speech had everyone who was there was crying when Danny said his speech. And I was like, really? Because Danny, to me, was like a pretty serious role model at the time. I remember being like, really? And that just kind of stuck with me. And then like any sort of like, you know, I've for those who don't know, I've done creative writing. The majority of my like, you know, kind of, majority of my life I've done some form of creative writing whether it's like writing narratives or journal entry or whatever it is like I really enjoy the, the practice of writing and that's always kind of been in the back of my mind that one day I'm going to write a wedding speech and I'm going to draft it 40 times and then when I say it I'm going to fucking destroy the room oh god yeah all right the silence that follows my speech before that applause yeah now, I don't think people applause wedding speeches but the silence that will follow is just going to make everyone question their own love life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, for sure. That's all I care about. That and, and an extremely sharp suit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, God, you cut yourself on my suit. Oh, my goodness. But I get to, oh, wow, picking out a dress and all that. Mm. Oh, getting all dressed up. Oh, my God. There's so much, so many things I've got to, like, mm. learn about. Wow. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my hair. I might plait it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably the pl- Oh, I don't know. Might go two plaits even. No. Like the beard? Me. Already brides yeah. like coming out. Nah, yeah. you're not Mm-mm. doing that. No, 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 no. No, no we're going to shave that off the yeah. day before, sweetie. <laughs> oh. I can just see your your vows. You like get up there and like grab the microphone. Does that? <laughs> then you're like, brother. <laughs> That's wow, why. What yeah, is this? yeah, what is this? That's why I have to go first because, you know, no one's going to cry with my. Uh, my lyrics, <laughs> my vows. Nice. Like she's a lyrical genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not my strong suit, you know. I show my love in different ways. Where you're very good at, you know. Um. Ex- See, this is what I'm saying. Or not I'm good with good my words. words. You're I'm, good at like baking, you know. Yeah, I'm good at baking, but like I show my love in different ways, you know. Yeah, where with you're, food. Yeah, with I love food. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's why I need to go first. Just get get it out of the way and then you can just come through <laughs> and say what you need to say. Well, as I could just see like reading off a piece of paper and then like cut to the papers just like, I love him a lot. <laughs> we met on a Thursday. <laughs> oh, wow. It wasn't love at first sight, but I came around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get somebody to help me. We've got a real rough list of the bridesmaid and groomsmen and, like, the best man in that. Mm. And unfortunately, I'm in a very kind of privileged position where I've got, like, a lot of people in my life that are yeah. really cool. And yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't even think of 
Fucking, um, I don't want to say it on camera because then if they don't make it, well, just I, go, just put the put your hand kind of in front of there. Nah, it doesn't work that. like that. No, um, it doesn't work like that <laughs> in front of the camera. Like. Yeah, but like just like, t- like I just want to know who. Uh, I'll I'll write it. Oh here. yeah, write it down. I write it, it down. This is so exciting. I have a couple ideas for bridesmaids um, and all that. You know, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, if you want to add some more people, it's all good. I've got I'm people. I'm at six. Yeah, six well, grooms I've got, too many. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. I. We're going to have more people standing on the stage and in the audience. It's not an audience. Sorry, the crowd. What is the word for it? A, a guess. A gaggle. Oh, that's geese. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, well, no, because I've got, you know, oh, don't even worry about it. It's wow. probably not the conversation to be having on camera anyway. But. Oh. But. Um, <laughs> the moment when Renee came up and I showed her the ring and she was crying, she reminded me about a very important thing that happens when you're getting married. A hen's do. Oh, my God. Mm. Might be a bit more excited about that than the actual wedding. I'm excited about the engagement party. Oh, yeah. I, I can see a can. lot of people blacking out in honour of us getting engaged. Yeah, well, that's the way to celebrate. I can see Aiden know? rocking up already pissed. Oh, he's, yeah. He's just like, I'm Absolutely. just so happy that <laughs> you guys are in love and you're willing to tell the world that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Mm. And it's exciting. We get to plan these things and celebrate with all the people that we love. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, no, look, it's... It's hands down, like, probably the, the like, yeah, it's, it is literally, like, planning the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You know? Because I feel like it's just one of those things where it's not like, oh, you know, it's your birthday, or it's my birthday, or it's Christmas, where it's like, you know, because obviously on someone's birthday, it's all about them. And then in Christmas, it's literally about fucking everyone else. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we're going to sit outside because everyone else wants to. Yeah, we're going to, I'm not. Look, don't get him started. I'm not going to throw don't anyone under the bus started. here. Don't get started. It's just easy to say I hate Christmas and to say I hate everyone. But Yeah, but you do, you've done well the past couple of years. You know, this year was a lot easier because um, I didn't have the resentment for myself for not being able to afford gifts. You know, like mm. I really enjoyed Like I was looking forward to Christmas morning because it's like we got to open gifts. You know yeah. what I mean? And then I think the, the level up from here is like now being able to buy gifts for everyone that's important to me. You know, even if it's just one gift each. Because at the moment it's like – it was weird because I bought something for your mum, which is actually something that you point out. You're like, oh, should I get this for mum for Christmas? And I was like, I'll buy it for her for Christmas. Yeah. You know? And then we're like with your mum, your nana and your sister. I was like, well, just open it slowly because I only got you a gift, not these two. And then I like looked at your, your sister and your nana and I was like, oh, this is weird now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody expects anything. Nobody expects a thing. What? Oh, nothing. It's just weird. From Don't worry. You just had a moment. Normal. <laughs> But yeah, um, the yeah, it's just like the wedding or your wedding day is like literally like, well, what do we want to do? You know, and I think we're fairly aligned in that. You know, we're not going to do some bullshit beach wedding or oh god no. I've already said like I don't want anything that's exposed to elements of the public. Yeah, no, sorry, hate the public, and I absolutely yeah, I don't want anything in. I don't want it to rain, and I also don't want to be just so sweaty. That's my biggest fear. But then I also do love the outdoors and that kind of like, you know, foresty feeling. Mm. Look, I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. We can put plants inside though. My biggest fear. Get married in here. My biggest fear. No. Why? 
too many good memories in here. You don't want to spoil them. What does that even mean, bro? <laughs> um, like my biggest fear is, you know, those like places that people have parties and stuff and it's just like a big box, mm. like inside. It's just a big box just and big it just room. feels awkward. There's nothing about it that's exciting. Yeah, that patch over there is sticky for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Just like weird carpet, doesn't go with everything. Yeah. You know, that I just want to stick away. St- sorry, stay away from those types of venues. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know. That makes sense. I think the few weddings that I've been to, I know that I don't want to hold it at the Italian Hall. Uh, uh, uh. I don't want to be at the beach. No. I don't want to be in a park where other people can decide to, like, smoke cigarettes behind the fucking no. main place where you get married and that. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it's just like a bunch. This is the thing. Like, I feel like there's – do you know what it is, though? There's a bunch of stuff that I'm like, well, obviously don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Like, obviously, don't do it near a body of water because mosquitoes live in water, Mm. you know? Don't do it at the main park in Perth because the homeless people live there, you know? Don't do it at the beach because you're subject to the weather being absolutely perfect. Mm. Like, a whole bunch of obvious stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, most people don't have a wealth of planning something. No. You know what I mean? They watched... What fill in the blank with whatever movie and there was, like, a beautiful beach where they're like, I want a beach wedding. Mm. And you're like... You want the idea of a beach wedding. You don't want the reality of all of your candles blowing out and your flowers blowing everywhere because there was a little bit of normal wind that happens at the beach. You know, I want a wedding in Bali or fucking... No, you don't. You want the idea of everyone going to heaps of fuss. Just like there's a lot of normal things that if you think about are really good or really bad ideas. Mm -hmm. So I think when I think of a wedding, it's just like... A, I want to be comfortable. I want everyone to be comfortable. Yeah. I don't want some chairs that you hire from a hall that have been the same chairs for the past 35 years. Some of them are a little bit on the piss. And you know the one that is extremely on the piss is the one that my dad gets or someone who's going to – who really should be comfortable for the day yeah. ends up getting that chair. So there's a bunch of little things. You know, I don't want – I don't want things to be catered externally from where they make the food. You know what I mean? Because I don't want them to have to like go to all this effort for everyone to get the same exact looking piece of chicken because they made it somewhere else and heated it up here. So are you like so are you thinking like sit down dinner or just I'm like thinking the like little... Macca's playground. Something for everyone, what but it's Hungry Jacks. Fuck Hungry Jacks. Right, you know how I feel Hungry about Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Bother. Bother. Nah. Fuck Hungry Jacks. Um, and I mean that in like a personal way. I don't mean like yeah. their business. I mean like I personally Fucking hate Hungry Jacks. Look, it's good once in a while, but I always get diarrhea afterwards. Mm. Just like I've never not had a time where it's just agreed with my tummy. That's weird. KFC, however, doesn't affect me at all. So the only reason you wouldn't have your wedding at KFC is because I don't have a playground. Yeah, that's true. Look, couple double tender burgers, extra pepper mayo. Imagine if there was just like the – sorry, the pepper mayo – in a squirty bottle? Yeah, you just have and as so you could just choose how much. Oh, and they kept on filling up the bottle. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're going to have to take this away from me. <laughs> Look, we are very <laughs> simple, simple people. Yeah, so I just think like just the obvious stuff, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah, just – and also like let people choose where they're going to sit. I hate that, like, oh, no, like, you're going to sit over there with them. And it's like, nah, man, there's just fucking 100 seats. Just you figure it out. 
Figure if you got to move chairs and shit around, yeah. figure it out. Nothing worse when you're at a wedding. You're like, I've got to be here for like four fucking hours, and I'm sat next to this dipshit that's been talking about airplanes out of no control of my own sitting here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, like, we're getting really into the the nitty gritty part yeah. of it. I think the main thing is I don't want the ceremony to go on for like ages. Oh, hey, when what is it? is it the priest or the celebrant or whoever it is, and they go on and on and on and on, and it's like, no offense, don't care. Get to the vows, kiss, piss off, and just. What sort of kiss do you reckon? Oh, I'm not good with um. What's it called? Public. You want to do the, You want to do the kiss where you like spit on your hand first, eh? Jake, I said nothing sexual. <laughs> I said nothing sexual. It's disgusting. Get off your phone, bro. I'm not on my phone. It's rude. Fuck you, dude. Um, oh, just a little peck. Look, I'm simple. Just like a forehead peck. You like those? Just yeah, and I'm just like, cool. Because mm. kissing in front of everyone, that is scary. Yeah, dude. I don't want everyone getting all slippery, you know? Oh, that's gross, brother. Come on. Wow. That's what everyone would say. Wow. Wow, he's powerful. <laughs> Look at them lips, boy. What? Nah. Shut up. No, 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 Shut no, up. no, 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 no. Honestly, making me. I need to piss so bad. Yeah, that's how I felt before. Oh, well, we're four minutes away from two hours. I might as well grab, break the, the two-hour mark. So okay. is there anything else you'd like to talk about for exactly three minutes um, and 32 seconds? Look, thanks for supporting Jake and his um, venture of Come on, blacking. something fun. That's boring. Talk um, about something fun. Uh, I don't know. Can't put me on the spot like that. I've only got like four minutes, three spot. minutes. You've been running for an hour and fifty six minutes. Bro, oh, you've been running spot. for an hour and fifty minutes. You have been. This is you. Yeah, All right, but you self confess. I'm a better storyteller. Yeah, I know, but like, I thought it was supposed to be about me. This podcast. It is about you. No, I'm just joking. Hectic. I'm joking. I do not like talking. Well, I hope I didn't bore you guys. I think this has been a really good podcast. You like it? Yeah. Be hilarious if it didn't record. I was going to say, I this am is the first time that everything recorded well. I think it has. I hope so. This is I the first time that I've got to record a podcast and I have feedback. Yeah. Like I can see what the cameras look like. I can see that this is recording. The red light's on. Have you got a red light there? No. No. Joking. Do you? Yeah, of course I do. I don't. Bro, your lips doing that thing. No, I don't. I'm being serious. There's no, oh my god, I hope it recorded. Otherwise, it's just you. Oh my the whole god, time. no! Don't tell me that. <laughs> Are you lying? I'm not lying. Oh my god, you. Is that bloody... red light turned off? Yours? Yeah. Yeah. So that. Jake. Jake. We might have to beatbox our way out of this oh one. Oh my god. No, why is it on me? Oh my god. Oh, I mean. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that has been us. Thank you very much for listening. This is a Black Ink Podcast and we are fucking out. Yo!